At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 31. Nobody expected the Inquisition. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer, the only podcast that ever expected the Inquisition. Uh, my name is Eric. So here's my problem with beavers. Okay. That was Mark, <laughs> who clearly has some unresolved issues with Canada's most majestic of animals. Um, Jordan, hello. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good. Fantastic. That's what I like to hear. Uh, joining us today is Micah. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Excellent. Yeah. How's your 40k been so far? Uh, recently. I uh, well, I I don't play the game, just like the lore. All right. Well, thanks um, for coming today, Micah. It was okay, great bye. to have you. <laughs> See ya. Um, no, so I actually, it's it's very interesting that I got invited onto this one because I started reading like um, one of the Eisenhorn books, but I'm not through it, so it's not really going to contribute much to my. In- Information that I can provide. No, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry. The, the Eisenhorn is without a doubt one of the coolest Inquisitors. I've heard. Clearly, you've never heard of Inquisitor Brandy. John. I don't think he has. Well, okay. Well, okay. that's on you, I guess. It, I, it depends. No, what? That's weird. <laughs> Brandy? Who the heck is Inquisitor Brandy? <laughs> yeah. You've made that up. I make a lot of things up. You made that <laughs> one up. Um, before we get started, I would like to say uh, thank you so much. We have a couple new patrons in our Patreon, so we need to give a shout out to Justin, to Raymond, and to Ink Overflow, who I can only assume mm. would like to keep their identity completely anonymous because that- they are ashamed that they listen to us. Oh, that's oh. my guess. Probably, I guess. I mean, what other reason would you have? <laughs> Unless you just wanted to hear me say ink overflow on Possibly, the podcast. Yeah. In which case, you win good, sir. <laughs> uh, also, uh, this week I, I want to start some Iron Jaws. and Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar. Not ever going to mm. talk about it on this podcast, but just wanted to give a shout out to Don, who sent me an Iron Jaws box that for free. Yeah. So, Dude, like, Mark was like, oh, I'm thinking about doing it on Facebook. And the guy was like, hey, Mark, I've got a box. <laughs> Do you want it? And just mailed you one. Yeah. So, so still waiting on it, but, you that's know, a, that's, that's awesome. not on him. That's on the Postal damn, Service. And damn. They will be getting a letter Centralized Postal Service. Yeah. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Canada Post, (laughs) service sucks. But yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Very generous of him. Yeah. Super cool. Was not expecting it at all when he posted that. So I think I'm just going to start posting, like, oh, thinking about buying a Doomsday Ark. Yeah, yeah, of (laughs) course. Yeah. Like, thinking about picking up some destroyers. Thinking about getting into Warhammer. What do you guys think? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, do this. Anyways, um, thanks so much to people who continue to support us. Um, I don't know if anyone, some people did cause they, they messaged us, but we had a little hiccup in the week where our podcasts stopped working Yeah, suddenly. Um, and apparently you have to pay 
in order to use a hosting website. So that was uh, that and you was have weird. to pay threats. Don't work. Yeah, exactly. We've sent severed toes. <laughs> doesn't we work. Sent strongly worded email. No, it doesn't work. They want yeah. that Visa card number. Absolutely. Is that Apple or Podbean? No, or Apple doesn't host. I sent in a woman with a. Can I speak to your manager haircut? Yes, <laughs> a soccer mom. Yeah. yeah Still did not work. <laughs> Even work. that didn't work. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, that's normally the failsafe. <laughs> Yeah, so that was really funny, but we actually used your guys' money to fund our podcast. Wow. So you yeah. guys kept this podcast alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thank you. From the brink of total <laughs> yeah. annihilation. I don't From know the, the depths of despair. Yeah. You raised us. Because 110 bucks between three people, I don't know how we would have got that much money together. How on earth would we come up with $110 bubbles? <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Begging on the street, of course. <laughs> well, whoring myself out, obviously, but uh, that's how I pay the bills regularly. I think, I think Mark would make more money. Whoring myself out. Oh, that's because he's into dirtier into, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, lower standards. Exactly. He's willing to do. He takes the desperate ones. I also fit multiple fetish niches. <laughs> let's let's list those off, Mark. What the niches? There's what six fetish? of them. There's six of them. Yes. Yeah, name them. <laughs> Name them all. No. <laughs> I don't have anything. It's a shame. We're just trying to make a joke. All right. Well, um, the next thing is we want to talk about listener lore. Yes. Send it Send in. Send it in. Oh, dang it. I got so excited. <laughs> no, we're not sharing yet. Um, we just, we've been on some tight schedules recently. Uh, we're actually super excited to make these episodes. We've probably got enough for like two or three now yeah. at this point. It's yeah. really, really cool. Yes. But it's just... Our schedules haven't really worked up with it yet, so it's coming. Yeah, but it's coming. Keep sending it in because it's so awesome for us to uh, read it and explore it, and I don't know, give crush your hopes. And exactly. Dreams. I didn't want to say <laughs> no, that, but I we, a, cu- a couple people are like, "Oh, please be gentle." It's like, of course, like if you write shitty lore, I'm just gonna <laughs> lie to you and say it's good. It's gonna be right, fine. Of course, like it's not a big deal. We're like the elementary teacher. That yeah, like is like, don't worry, Johnny, you'll make friends. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get a participation trophy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. In the very inclusive world of Warhammer. Oh no, of, of <laughs> Lorehammer. Yeah, of Lorehammer. Uh, if the thing is, like, we won't do it to you personally. We won't tell you it's bad. When we read it and share it with everyone. Oh, yeah. It will be on. That's when we're yeah. going to crucify you. <laughs> yeah. So be prepared for that. Um, <clears throat> now, I got, let's do a little fun thing. Uh, before we start the main episode. Because the rest of this has been just fucking tedious. Well, it's, mm. it's not fun, that's for sure. Hanging out with you clowns. Okay, it's loading. It's a He's chore. Loading no, 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 I got it. Okay, so Scrolling. what I'm going to do today mm. is um, I found 40K dad jokes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say a dad joke, and you guys are going to tell me how cringeworthy these are. Okay. Yeah. Okay, why did the chaos gods stop inviting corn to breakfast? Because he ate all the cornflakes. No, because cornflakes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, okay. Papa Eric. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell me another one. Who is the most helpful Primark? Who? Dorn's always willing to lend a hand. Because <laughs> <laughs> he lost one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Um, what unit makes the best cashiers? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Lords of Change. <laughs> uh, wow. wow. I thought we were going to, I thought this was supposed to be funny. It is funny. <laughs> it's funny how terrible it is. How do Astartes chefs add flavor? How? A salt cannon. 
<laughs> I think that was my favorite one it's so dumb. <laughs> wow. Okay, one more, Eric. That's, all right, that's all, right. all you get before like my brain leaks from my ears. <laughs> what, what do you call it when an Australian tactical squad splits into two? Hmm. Wombat squatting. I don't get I don't that one. Get, Dylan, wombat. you're listening? Yeah. Maybe you'll no. understand this Australian Any of our joke. Aussies. Yep. <laughs> tell us what, what's... Uh, going on anyways no i've got i got another okay okay it's the last one they got a high note right yeah exactly um why is magnus so far in college debt why because he has a thousand (laughs) sons yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's That's good that's good i like that one (laughs) that's a good one yeah i got lots more for the next episode great great don't worry about it hooray yay Okay, um, let's talk about um, our next episodes. Um, so we're going to be doing a four-part Inquisition series. Ooh. So uh, this first episode, we're going to be talking about the founding of the Inquisition, Inquisitors, different ordos in the Inquisition. Um, it's it's a very basic knowledge. Yeah. This is a this is a skeleton framework of the Inquisition. Yeah, you know we're talking. <laughs> you guys about- have never seen those before. <laughs> no. <laughs> talk about like what kind of war gear they have access to like what do they do for punishment right. how, like, how does how does an inquisitor act how yeah. do they interact with people preferred mm-hmm. style of clothing you right, know any course. any essentials so that's going to be episode one that's going to be what you're listening to right now episode two i guess it's not episode two but part two will be the ordo malleus specifically and the gray knights the threat beyond wow. mm-hmm. then the next one will be ordo xenos the and the death without. watch Ooh. Yes, the threat without. I missed my cue on that one. That's fine. Let's try it again. <laughs> All right. Part part three will be uh, the Ordo Xenos and the Death Watch. The threat without. I almost missed it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final part will be the Ordo Hereticus and the Sisters Battle. And that is the threat within. Yeah. So we b- decided to break it into each of these factions because the Inquisition is such a big topic and like... When I think of the Inquisition, like the Grey Knights, while technically not a part of it, they are, and they are. No, they, I'm not looking at you, Mark. They add so much to the Inquisition, even though they are their own separate. Ah, like, uh, uh, <laughs> same with the. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anywho, they're the military branch of the Inquisition. So yeah, they're a part of the Inquisition, but yes. like yeah. So when we do that, we're actually going to be going into like what the Grey Knights are like. What are their units like? Like yeah. we're actually going to be diving more mm-hmm. deeply we wanna, into the Grey Knights yes. than the actual Inquisition part. Exactly. We want to share about the Inquisition before, like, because the Grey Knights deserve their own episode. They don't deserve to share it with Sisters of Battle. Yeah. Right. Or the Death Watch. All yeah. of those guys should get their own. So. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also, w- the Inquisition. We'll get into it here pretty quick, but uh, it has basically over the ten thousand years, it kind of breaks down into different eras. So, like, the first one, the Inquisition is founded. It's just the Inquisition. And they had one goal. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, 2,000 years pass. And then they're like, oh, we actually have something else that we need to take care of. Yeah. And it branches into something. Mm-hmm. And it kind of builds out and turns into this huge thing. So, we're going to kind a of mess. be taking it. Turns um, into a mess. Yeah, step by step and working their way through. So, when you're listening to it and they're like, well, why did they not mention the Grey Knights? Because it, it is going to be coming. Yeah. So, yeah. just be patient. and yeah. uh, So, relax, okay? Give it a yeah, fucking rest, animals. Eh? <laughs> Yeah, freaking animals. Yeah, filthy animals. So, yeah, I think we're ready to start. Okay, well, in that case, uh, let's start with point number one. Okay. What is the Inquisition? Uh, Spanish people 
C and C. Religious something. Religious Spanish people didn't like candles. No, they liked candles. C. And they didn't like people who didn't use candles. C, senor. How am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. off all my Sounds boxes. like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> well, I didn't expect that answer. So. Um, the Inquisition is the holy order of the emperor and is the secret police of the Imperium. And their main task or goal is to guard the citizens from all potential threats. Um, so that's threats from the Imperium within it and threats without it and the threats beyond the Materium. All right. <laughs> um, the Inquisition is completely autonomous. They yes. do not answer to any power other than the Emperor. Yeah. No one can tell the Inquisition what to do. And the Emperor doesn't normally have conversations with people to keep them in check. No. no so. Some would say he has none. <laughs> well, uh. those would be heretics. Yeah. <laughs> have you never heard of an Emperor Vision Fever Dream, ah. Mark? <laughs> I've experienced that. <laughs> exactly. You know firsthand mm. the glory of his passing <laughs> message. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so they are autonomous. They have no authority over them. They have unlimited resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they were created by the emperor, so no one can question their authority mm-hmm. as well. So even like a regular citizen, like you can't just have an uprising against the Inquisition. Yeah. It yeah. never work. And, and this goes for like Astartes and stuff too. It's not just like normal people can't stand up. Of it's course. Like they are paramount. Yes. The Astartes yeah. are technically like they fall within like the Imperium and like you can trace down what they fall under and who has yeah. authority over exactly. them. But the Inquisition exists outside. outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're the watchdogs of the Imperium and as such can make most outlandish statements and be taken <laughs> completely seriously. If an Inquisitor was to go to a High Lord of Terra yeah. and be like, you're a heretic, I'm charging you with heresy, like that is, yeah, that's real. But why? Yeah. What did I do? Boom, nothing, you're dead. Right, <laughs> oh. like is, that is what yeah. it is. Right, you can't. Yeah, you can't question the Inquisition. Right, exactly. Because either either you're guilty, or you, by the end of your uh, conversation with them, you will admit to something <laughs> yes. of being guilty. Mm, mm. There's no winning with them. Um, so something we wanted to share right now is in the lexicon, lexicanum, when you're reading this, they describe them as the secret police. Yeah. And Mark and I had two really different ideas of how that existed. Yeah, so I'll uh, st- state... I'm uh I'm kind of cold, so I'm kind of almost shivering. I don't know. I'm very, I'm in a weird mind. So my position on the Inquisition. <laughs> Use the Batman fucking blanket. beavers. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, someone drank some bad water. I don't know. I, I'm feeling jittery. Um. Uh, okay. So my my interpretation <laughs> of, of the Inquisition is like they are the secret police. Like not every citizen knows about the Inquisition. Um. Like they are still a secret organization, and. Uh, yeah, like, it's possible that Inquisitors could go to a planet and be, like, bow before the Inquisition. And, like, people be like, I don't even know what that means. But as we've said, like, the Inquisition has unlimited power and resources. So it's like, they, they're going to be forced to bow, you know. They're going to be, f- like, if they don't believe them, they can, like, call upon a thousand men to, you know, drop onto the planet. and like Only a thousand them. for the whole planet. Normal men. Not a start. No, just into one room. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, like they're the secret police. They're not a well-known um, organization. And uh, also like the Inquisition, um, 
you might know like the other is you might know what the inquisition is but you might might not know what they do so you might know that the inquisition is like a force a force and you should be afraid of them but you don't know how the inquisition accomplishes its goals and why they go about doing what they do so the common citizen like yeah they they probably have no idea what the ordo malleus is like they probably have no idea about the ordo xenos Mm -hmm. they know that inquisitors have the right but they don't know any of the backstory behind them they don't know why they just know that the inquisitors have power that's kind of my interpretation they're this secret organization where people either don't really know about them or they know that they have power but they don't know why and they don't know why they do what they do they just know that they're allowed to do it so that's kind of my take eric my take is a little more um like boogeyman style so if like my my understanding of it is that if you're in the imperium and um, like you're on a planet that pays its tithes, like you have heard of the Inquisition. Now, you've probably never met an Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Your parents have probably never met an Inquisitor. No one you know has known anyone who knows anyone who's ever met an Inquisitor. Yeah. But if an Inquisitor ever were to show up, like there's so much mystery and legend around it that it's just an instant like, oh my gosh, like I have to do what this person mm-hmm. says. So it, like I believe that everyone has an understanding of the Inquisition as long as you exist within the Imperium, obviously. But I just don't believe that. Like, I know they're rare. Like, Inquisitors, there's not a lot of Inquisitors in the galaxy. But, like, just the name of the Inquisition, if you spread, like, that name and you spread Mm -hmm. the fact that, like, uh, if you're bad, like, we'll come for you. Or if you see us, like, you better be terrified. Or, like, so you sow those, like, seeds, Mm -hmm. then it is a purpose in and of itself to the Inquisition. So Yeah, because then if people are afraid of it, then yeah. they're not even going to try to do anything because they exactly. know somebody's out there and they're going to fuck get fucked with. Yeah, so, and yeah. also that you go to a backwater planet and an Inquis- Inquisitor shows up and there's so much fear around that Inquisitor. Yeah. They don't even have to bring an army yeah. with them because mm-hmm. that planet already knows like this person could do anything that they yeah. wanted and they're vindicated. Yeah. So I, I more view it like it is a secret police and you've never seen one before, mm-hmm. but if you do see one, you're scared yeah. shitless. Like enough to recognize the title, especially like, yeah. like the tithe thing is like what you said. It's like, it, you know that they're in contact with the Imperium in some form and because of that, like, yeah, I, 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 I think I would tend to It's like, it's like, one of, it's like yeah. an SS caller. Like, it's yeah. just a regular guy until you see that like yeah. SS yeah. pin and then all of a sudden like, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. like I'm fucked. Yeah. And I think this really comes down to, like, Games Workshop when they write their lore. Different authors have different That's takes. true. That's very true. So some people will side with me. Other people will side with Eric. Yeah. There, I don't it think doesn't there, really matter. I don't think the there end. is a right or a wrong. And it may actually be, like, a planet-to-planet basis. Like, some oh, planets would line up with what you're saying, Mark, and yeah. others would line up there. Absolutely. Like, because, yeah, you go to some feral world that's, like, a Space Marine recruiting chapter... They probably don't know what well, the Inquisition is. They probably don't know what the Imperium is. Right. Yeah, I would say yeah. that at least like the higher ups on a planet that is connected to the Imperium yes. would have to know, though. Yeah, like planetary governors. Yeah, they probably know. Oh, yeah, and they sure. would be scared. Yeah, like so scared. Yeah, if like an Inquisitor if shows up. Yeah, they're like holy crap. Yeah, but like some some worker in like a bolt gun yeah. factory. Yeah, I could see them maybe would not he knowing. Really need to know. Like, mm-hmm. a, he I don't have think a, you would need to. He the, doesn't the have a is, formal education no, even. No. Like, but that like I think stories are like like a verbal pass down mm-hmm. of what's happening, that's where you would learn yeah. about it. And I feel like normal citizens within the Imperium, they're always scared of like, oh, don't do this, it's heretical, and stuff like that. And so I feel like yeah, the like Inquisition who's, might who's get thrown get in. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Inquisition will come for you. Right, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's sure. kind so of what that I That is see. how I would it's see like, it. It's a boogeyman. Like, yeah. yeah. 
right? Like it's you talk about it like it doesn't actually exist, and then all of a sudden, like one one day, like a guy shows up, yeah, in like amazing armor. He's got like the sigil. Uh, like the eye on yeah. his like sword and armor or whatever yeah. and you're like oh my god like it's, it's real, real. <laughs> right yeah. yeah that's how i see it but yeah. i could i could definitely see there being planets where it's like where no one knows yeah. about it yeah yeah but uh i like yeah. the uh, like when we were talking about it before i was like yeah like the inquisition the inquisitor he just like put, dresses like a regular worker and goes like hunting through the <laughs> factories and trying to like gain intel from everyone and it was just a funny image to me. <laughs> I could actually okay. see that happening, or at least like an Inquisitor's like acolytes or something. Like yeah. That. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every Inquisitor is different. Yeah. So. Okay. So uh, send us what you guys think. Like, are, how, how secret is the Inquisition? Because, mm. like, the other big thing that uh, I want to say was Grey Knights are described, like, as a super secret. Like, no one knows true, about yeah. them. Like, if you two come, if an Imperial Guard Regiment fights along beside them, after the battle, they get their minds wiped. Mm-hmm. Yet it seems like everyone knows what the Grey Knights are. Like, Games Workshop has two very different takes on what a secret means, mm-hmm. you know? So, having said that, who knows? I don't know. What do you mean when you say everyone knows what, who Grey Knights are? It just seems like they're, like, like Space Marines know what Grey Knights are, but, even though they should not but know But they, they do get their minds wiped. Yeah, but you you still talk to Space Marines. There's still exa- examples of a Gray Knight really? showing up, and they know what a Gray Knight is. But if they're a secret, they then shouldn't. No. Yeah, right? that's true. Do you, do you, so, like... Interesting. So, I, all I'm saying I've, is, I've never seen that example. Yeah. yeah. Um, all I'm saying is, tell us what it. you guys think. Like, how mm-hmm. secretive do you think they really are, the Inquisition? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear your guys' takes. Cause About as secretive as the Gray Knights. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Yeah, um, so we're going to talk, now we kind of know what the Inquisition is. It's a secret organization that roots out heresy, roots out Xeno's threats, and uh, watches over your soul for the benefit of you, the people. Yeah. So that's what they Surely are. Surely for you. Yeah, oh yeah. They're... Your protection. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a bit about their history, because uh, an organization this big and this predominant in 40k has a huge history to it. It, does, it didn't just pop up because one guy said so. But it did. But it totally but a, did. But an important guy. It doesn't just pop up because <laughs> some random weirdo. No, but, some uh, guy who's like dead but not dead on the throne. Yeah. Um, so way back in the Siege of Terra, the Emperor, um, in his mystical, magical, wonderful foresight, well, actually he was having trouble reading the future at that moment. Um, <laughs> or but, so he says. Or so he to says. To get you to all worship him. Wait, exactly. Derailed. <laughs> um, so the in the moments leading up to the um, final battle, the Siege on Terra, the Emperor pulls Malkador the Sigilite, who is his right-hand man, and I just want to say something right now, Malkador the Sigilite, 6,700 years old at this time. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's that old? And he's a yeah. human. Yeah. That's Be- wild. Yeah. 6,700 years old. He was a, a he's crazy strong psyker, but like, like yeah. second but, to and, the and Emperor. Yeah, yeah. But did he have like mechanical, biological I'm sure. stuff too? Yeah, but it's not like he was like uh, adeptus mechanic. Yeah, no, 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 not like it was like more, more machine, machine than man. Like he was definitely more man than machine. Crazy. And so hold on, is it confirmed then that he's stronger than Magnus? I don't think they confirm that anywhere. How could they? How yeah. could they? But personally, I don't think he is. Well, definitely not now. Or well, ever. Mm, really? Yeah, I don't think ever. Because I've seen it thrown around that he was second, but then I've like Magnus is also obviously. Yeah. Well, this is like. Yeah. Also, like for <laughs> for sixty seven hundred years, yeah, there was the emperor and there was Malkador, and Magnus didn't exist, right? Yeah. So 
then he definitely was At number the, two. Yeah. yeah. And then when Magnus is, you know, created in the tubes, then, then goes through the yeah. warp, and yeah. now he's more powerful. Yeah, so... But that's Mal- for a very small period of his life. Yes. Okay, anyways, so... Um, so Malkador is the Emperor's right-hand man, like... His most trusted. He's even the Emperor's voice and proxy yeah. on some planets. Um, it's even described that Malkador is the Emperor's friend, which I don't think that's said about anyone else. Yeah. I mean, he was there for the reunification wars and everything. Um, yeah. So, this is, uh, oh yeah, sorry. Go on, Eric. Tell me more. <laughs> sorry, I love this. <laughs> I'm, I'm so out of it right now. I, I don't like, know what's happening. I love this section. Okay, so the Emperor, he can't see the future, so he's having trouble. So he pulls Malkador aside and says, look, I don't know what's going on, but if I don't make it or whatever, who knows what happens, we now have a new threat within the Imperium. And that's chaos. Yeah. And he's like, we need something specifically designed to combat chaos. Because Space Marines were created to be Xenos. Yeah. That's what they're there to do is mm-hmm. take over the reality planets. Yeah. But all of a sudden now there's an entire new threat to our souls. Yeah. So he charges Malkador with finding some people to create an organization. So Malkador finds four, uh, eight Astartes and four humans. Mm-hmm. And all of whom have... Um, I don't know, like, shown. Yeah, like, a lot of the Astartes were from legions that fell to chaos, but they remained loyal, and they ended up fighting their, their brothers mm-hmm. in defense of the Emperor. Yeah. So these are, like, their their souls are pure. Yeah. Right? They're stalwart champions. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Cinderman, who yeah. is, like, he's, like, one of the first uh, Inquisitors, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so he was there, like, with Horus, uh, or at least he was on the ship or whatever. He was in proximity to it. So he's like one of the ones that's pulled and in, in on this team. But anyway, so he finds four people and eight Astartes. He mm-hmm. takes the eight Astartes to Titan. Yeah. Which is a, a, moon, a moon of, of Saturn. Saturn. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he does crap with them. Yeah. <laughs> and they create a military branch, a fighting force. Yeah. But the more important for this moment more important to understand is that the four four humans humans. exactly that he took to Terra and they created the administration aspect of the Inquisition yeah they Mm -hmm. laid the framework of how the Inquisition would operate yeah what its goals were um, how it would fight them yeah sounds like uh, the 40k version of HR (laughs) (laughs) except in this one HR actually has a use yeah yeah (laughs) HR. That'd be nice. And has more authority than the CEO. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So as you can see, like, the Inquisition's authority does directly come from the Emperor himself. Do they also handle matters of sexual harassment in the workplace? (laughs) I don't think those matters matter to them. (laughs) Unless you're being sexually harassed by a demonette. Yeah, in which case they're going to kill you because you've been exposed. Consorting with demons. Exactly. That's your fault. Yeah. Uh, the demons. Um, <laughs> there's actually another theory. Yeah, so take all that. Everything that Eric just said was fact. Yeah. Throw it a half out the window because we don't <laughs> know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, there's there's another theory. And honestly, this one is such trash. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't know. It's not as cool. Anywhere, so what, what it is is um, immediately after the emperor um, was interred on the golden throne, four people, and I don't... Th- like it doesn't really tell me like how powerful they are or where who they were, <laughs> yeah. What what they what they accomplished? Four like, people. <laughs> he, the emperor just wandered. Like 
the emperor was on his deathbed, so yeah. he, they had to be people in line of sight of him. Exactly. Because he was like, getting a turd on the golden throat. <laughs> so they knew like, what was happening. There's a janitor off in the corner. He's like, hey, you, come over here. I got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, just four random people. So there's four people, and after they're like, well, he's on there, they were like, what happens next in the Imperium? And two of them were of the thought that we need to let things stay as they are. We can't mess with anything else. We just need to push mm-hmm. forward, let the emperor do mm-hmm. what this god yeah, has like he has a ordained. Yes. Yeah. And then other two were like, no, we, ha- we can find a way to resurrect the emperor and bring him back. They are known as resurrectionists. The other ones, I don't remember if I saw a name at all. Anyways, mm-hmm. the other two who were okay with the divine order happening as it is, created the Inquisition to combat the two resurrectionists and thwart them in their plans to bring the Emperor back to life. Which does not fit no. with what the Inquisition does at all. Yeah, it, it's a very strange foundation It must for be it. an extremely old version of the Inquisition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even when we were looking at the dates, that was written in the Inquisitor's Handbook, and that was released in, like, 2006. It was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Where um, the other version with the four humans in the eight Astartes, that was starting to be released in 2000 and uh, I think probably eight, 2009. Yeah. And that theory, they also actually name individuals as well. Yeah, we oh, know yeah, who like, they There's are. like yeah. Gavriel Loken. Um, Garrow. Nathaniel Garrow. Garrow. There's yeah. uh, Euphrit Keeler. And um, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. But, Euphrates, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, they, no, they named them all. But yeah, yeah, like then when they started doing the Horus Heresy books, then they actually started to flesh it out. And we are still actually seeing how that section of the story yeah. is going to fold out. Because we've we've met almost all those characters, I think, in, yeah. in the Black Library books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just haven't got to the point in Black Library where it's being created. Yeah, yeah where they're actually like, you are now Inquisitors. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Anyways, so that um, that's that's yeah. the second garbage theory. Yeah. yeah. Um, so take yeah, ours. Just, it take the first one. It's better. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it's weird. it does not. So that's really all we're going to talk about for the history of them. Yeah. They they were founded basically by the emperor through the emperor's right-hand man, Malkador, in the very late stages of the Horus heresy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, for a couple thousand years, they do their thing uh, of hunting uh, aliens. Or not aliens, sorry, demons. Yes, because and, that's what they are created to. They're yeah. created to protect the Imperium from demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how do they uh, go about protecting? Well, they do it. They have a bunch of different branches, which they call Ordos. Yeah. And all of these Ordos have a very specific purpose and a very specific role okay. within the Inquisition. Yeah. And it's broken up into the Ordos Majoris and the Ordos Minoris. Why does it sound like... I'm educating you? No, no, no. Like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Clitoris, <and laughs> the labia minor. The, the All right, everyone, if you could just look at this diagram I have on the wall Isn't right this a here. Thing? I don't know. I don't know enough about that, but it sounds like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, so there's the Ordo Majoris and the Ordo Minoris. Yes. The Ordo Majoris is um, the Ordo Malleus, which is informally called the Demon Hunters. The Ordo Xenos, which is informally called the Xenos Hunters. <laughs> They got really no, they're, they're alien hunters, I <laughs> yeah. think is technically yeah. what they're called. And the Ordo Hereticus, which is... Witch hunters. Witch, witch hunters, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So those are the three main branches, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about those in our next coming episodes. But basically, yeah, each one was made to fight a specific purpose. Like the Ordo Malleus is the Inquisition right now, essentially, from M30 to M32, yeah. was basically 
the Ordo Malleus yeah. in all but name. Because they, mm-hmm. they had no other purpose other than chaos. Yeah, mm-hmm. other than to fight demons. Yeah. Then the Ordo Xenos happens during like the War of the Beast yeah. when they they're create, like, holy the, fuck, yeah. the Xenos are... We have another are, problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then they create that branch and yeah. then uh, 4,000 years pass Gorge and Vandire. Gorge Vandire happens and then they create the Ordo Hereticus to yeah. make sure mm-hmm. that the Ecclesiarchy and any heretics mm-hmm. are in line. They, they actually put like... Uh, rules on religion and they kind of formalize that and like yeah. this is actually what it is to yeah. be a heretic and uh malios is also like officially formed when they form xenos because then that's yes. where like they have to have exactly. some people still yes, like devote to chaos that's a good point because yeah. yeah. that's when it officially gets its yeah, name split up. Malleus. Yeah. but they it's just the same people doing the same thing it's just now you're called yeah order. now you have yeah. a it's not now title. you're not just the inquisition yeah yeah um, so we'll, we'll talk more about them in yeah. future episodes. Exactly. They will all get their own episodes. Ooh, yeah. The Minoris, though, um, there's no real time frame of when these were ever established. Yeah. These are just the current Ordos that we know exist within the Inquisition right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where, where the other ones are Majoris, there are hundreds of Inquisitors. And, you know, these ones, some of them had, like, only 50 Inquisitors. Oh, some of these only had eight. Eight, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah. like, these are... Very specialized, very much yeah, like... Exactly. Yeah. And so one thing also kind of worth noting is that Inquisitors from these Ordos, yeah, Ordos Minoris, they don't have less authority or anything like that no. compared to the others, but they may potentially have slightly less resources because they come from like a smaller branch. That's yeah. what I was kind of reading. But. Really? Okay. Uh, well, me, so so here's the... There's like okay. a verbal understanding uh, and like an uns, even an unspoken, unwritten down understanding of the power level and authority between inquisitors mm-hmm. it's almost like a like if you and i walk into the same room we yeah. know yeah, who has authority yeah. yeah even though like it's not written down even though yeah. we share the same rank of inquisitor yeah like one of us is going to bow down to the yeah. other one's wishes yeah and even if one has like the title lord inquisitor or whatever they technically don't have more power but like the normal inquisitors obviously gonna have a lot more respect gonna like there are a listen. couple things that yeah. the different ranks will change but none of it has to do with authority okay yeah. but they yeah. do give you some allowances mm-hmm. especially when it comes to um raising new inquisitors okay yeah, yeah. cool um oh, so yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so know, let's talk both. about um the ordos minoris uh we're going to list all of them but there are a couple that we want to kind of just extrapolate a little more on or just comment upon. Yeah, th- some of these are very much like some random guy just wrote it into his, a book. into his book for like no reason other than for like a weird plot point. Like yeah. he needed it for his plot point, so he wrote one line on him, and that's all we got. Exactly. This so. is this is minor Xenos races, guys. Exactly. Essentially, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know how much we love those. Oh, gosh, so much. <laughs> the Ordo Aegis remains vigilant over the Cadian gate. I'm curious what happens now. <laughs> well, all of, them have, work. all of them have been executed for a terrible job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're not out of the work. They're dead. Oh, they're, they're dead. They I, have, they've failed. Yeah. They failed the city. <laughs> but, like, that would have been very a very uh, important important role Absolutely. before Cadia was destroyed. Like. Yes. Should have had some better men on it. Should have had some better men. <laughs> Should have not. Or women. Should have not women. the Necrons... <laughs> mess around with the Blackstone. <laughs> so the next one, the Ordo Astartes, and they oversee the Adeptus Astartes. Now this is an interesting point. Yeah. So there are Inquisitors whose specific role is to watch the Ordos Astartes, or the Adeptus Astartes. <laughs> yeah. They are the Ordos yeah. Astartes. So 
when I think about this, I'm wondering what exactly they're looking for. Because the chaplains within any chapter, they are responsible for the spiritual well-being of their battle brothers. They're looking for corruption. Yeah. Right? So what are the Astartes actually, or what is the Ordos Astartes actually looking for? What do you think? Okay, so I, as I was going through all these, I actually did specific research on this one. This is probably like the only one I can actually oh, do. Oh, good, cool. Yeah. But um, my understanding is that it was almost like written into one single book about like space wolves. And so then... Oh, no wonder they needed someone watching them. <laughs> but yeah, basically there was like, I think it was during the second founding or something like that. And they're like, um, some of them basically were like, hey, you either have to go die in battle or we can execute you. Yeah, because yeah, they had the, the second founding Space Wolf's chapter had huge uh, mutations. mutations. Yeah, yeah, and so I yeah. think that's where this uh, Ordos was actually kind of formed for that novel. Yeah. And then it hasn't really been touched since because that's so my understanding. What's your what's your extrapolation on that? Because there's no way the Ordos Astartes has ceased to function or ceased to exist just now that they've dealt with this. And to talk about this, they the Ordos um, told this second founding chapter, like, you need to go kill yourself uh, honorably. Yeah. Like, in, in battle, battle, dying for the Or we are going to execute you. Yeah. Um, but surprise, surprise, Lehman Russ helps them actually Allegedly. Escape. Okay. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> Russ could never abandon his children. No. Um, his so, little wolf babies. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of this, there's no way the Ordos doesn't exist anymore. So what do we, what is it we think they do based on that information? So first of all, right off the bat, we have plenty of examples of Inquisitors asking space marines to do things and space marines are like, no, that's not what we're going to do. Um, so we were talking earlier about how like Inquisitors have ultimate control over everyone in the in the galaxy. But there is a fine line between the, uh, the independence of space marines and the Inquisition. You would have to really, as a space marine chapter master, you would have to really debate if you want to defy an Inquisitor. Yeah. You could do it and get away with it because you're such a powerful person that the Inquisition doesn't want to start fights with space marines and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So you could get away with it. But an Inquisition can also... Kill you. ...declare your entire chapter Chapter. as a heretic. Yeah. Yeah. And brand your entire thing to be killed. But here's the thing. So do you want to, like... It's a the, really that, weird power play tug of yeah. war. But yeah. the thing is, like, Inquisitors who have been around the block, they don't normally go into a chapter and be like, you guys are doing this for me. They'll, no, like, no, no. Yeah. they'll like politely ask yeah, yeah. with, like, the authority behind that question, exactly. but it's not demanding you, saying you're doing you this. You get more flies with honey, Absolutely. right? So that's, like, they understand that if it came down to it, like, the Inquisition <laughs> can declare this chapter yeah. hereticus, yeah. but the chapter is gonna fuck some shit up <laughs> if they get declared hereticus. Yeah. So yeah. there's you don't want yeah. to anger each other. Yeah. You want to work together. Yeah, so here, I see compromise. Here yeah. is one of the major roles I think of this order is to be that kind of in-between inquisitor um, to go and actually deal with space marine chapters. Like because each space marine chapter might have their own traditions in order to get their favor, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a space wolf, you're going to have to drink for 42 days. Exactly. But, you know, <laughs> like you, you, have, need, you need some respect. With exactly. So I think they're kind of the people that go and ask for specific help from them. And they might be under the manage, under the direction of um, a higher-up inquisitor, maybe from the Ordo Malleus or whatever, the Ordo Xenos. So I think that's one of the main roles is they're just 
they're informed well about the Space Marine chapters. Mm-hmm. So they so will petition it's them. It's a and, relations thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. And like the HR. same Inquisitor might be <laughs> dealing with this same Space Marine chapter for hundreds of years and actually build up that good relationship yeah. just so there's not that tension. Exactly, mm-hmm. yes. So there, there's that, that. And that is a very important thing because you want to make sure that the Space Marines yeah. and the Imperium do have good contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other part portion is declaring them renegade if they actually are renegade. They're the ones who are actually like... So if an Inquisitor asks somebody to do something and the Space Marines defied them, um, then these guys, the Ordo Astartes. Astartes, would come in and like actually look at the claims and be like, oh, well, you asked, you asked them to do something unreasonable. I don't think they're renegade because they disobeyed you. Right. I think they're actually soaring through that and like seeing... Are they actually renegade, yeah. or what were their reasons for saying no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the is the Inquisitor going on a power trip, yeah. or are the Space Marines not doing this because of some ulterior motive yeah. that they have? Yeah. And and it happens when Inquisitors just kind of like go oh, power hungry, absolutely. Like when you're yeah. second in command, basically almost in like the entire, in the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like like crazy. Inquisitors can command armies. Yeah, yeah. so they can so, walk yeah. up and be like, "I'm borrowing this." Exactly. <laughs> so the other portion is that they're actually probably the Inquisitors that are actually deeming Astartes chapters renegade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final thing that Inquisitors the or, uh, inquisitors of the Ordo Astartes do Probably. is, <laughs> most likely... We're assuming. No, I'm positive. Okay. Um, probably. This is canon. Maybe. This is about Everything to be canon. canon. <laughs> um, they actually collect gene seed, gene seed ties yeah. from the Space Marine chapters and test for purity. Exactly. Okay, I could see e- that. Each Space Marine chapter has to give, I forget the percentage, I think it's 5% of their gene seed to the Inquisition to test for purity. 5%? I don't know the exact number, but it's low like When that. they're starving for gene seed, 5% seems like a lot. Yeah, but is it more important that you make sure your gene seed is pure or you're making a bunch of Marines who potentially have a, yeah. like a tragic fatal flaw but like if i'm running a chapter i want to give like the inquisition like my best gene seed which means i'm just left with like the worst the variation between gene seeds <laughs> i guess is yeah. not very high but so okay. also like the inquisition inquisition will collect this gene seed and start to make new chapters with it as yeah. well oh if really it's, if, it's, if, if it's, it's worthy passed, yeah yeah they'll store it up and then when they get enough oh yeah i guess they wouldn't waste make, it yeah, yeah exactly then then okay. they'll make the third founding the fourth founding and that's where all those chapters come yeah. from so this this is a test of your genetics and yeah. see if your your genetics have actually weathered time and all the battles that you've yeah. gone and so that is a very important aspect of yeah. this Ordos. Yeah. So the Ordo Astartes and Astartes, the Inquisition and Astartes have like a very interesting relationship. And it's very intricate. Yeah. Very tight knit. And uh, yeah, so th- I think that's kind of sums that up really. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. The Ordo Astra. They study astronomy and stellar information. Perfect. Cool. Because you need Inquisitors to know maps. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, just that's a joke. I like to think that these guys are like charting like warp storms. And, like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, fuck, this warp storm's actually getting bigger. Or this one's shrinking. Or like, mm-hmm. this is a new one. You know, I think they're kind of studying more of like the the warp related astronomical they're also they're probably also looking at Xeno star systems yeah and seeing like their growth and their movement okay yeah no that's a good point too like yeah Ordo Barbarous monitors pre-industrial worlds so (laughs) Mark's night world (laughs) there's an Ordo Barbarous in a little satellite rotating around the planet just watching it (laughs) for 10 years at a time and then it gets like replaced by another one exactly yeah yeah (laughs) Um, the Ordo Kronos. Oh. An ill-fated organization, all the members of which vanished. 
Uh, so see their uh, custom lore episode. Oh, and, oh I'm uh, glad there you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we came up with like some custom lore where, yeah, whatever. I really liked yeah. it. It was good. Yeah, the, it was good. Go the Kronos is pretty cool. Yeah, and judging by their name, we can uh, guess that they're in charge of time. Kronos, time, and that they vanished in some type of like time loop. Like they actually went back in time or forward in time or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All we know is that something happened to them in which all of them disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... It's interesting. It's like, so cool. You could yeah. come up with some great stories like that. There's when no, you end up, there's not a lot of time play in 40k that is um, intentional. Yeah, most of it is accidental through the warp. Yeah. yeah, but if you were to like create a time machine that exists without warp energy, yeah, that would be awesome. But yeah. I feel like it, it definitely seems like they didn't master it. Like they don't have no. perfect. No, 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 no. They no, they got no. lost. They got sucked into time. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. It was a definitely a. Ill-fated, <laughs> yes. as they say. Um, the Ordo Custodum, based on Terra, I guess it's about the same thing that the Ordo Astartes have. It's for the custodes. custodes? Yeah. Um, and it, it's probably just relations. Like, mm-hmm. it's not anything more. Could, that, you, could you ever see the Ordo Custodum being like, all the custodes are heretics? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, having yeah. said that, that one we're just speculating. Like yeah. we don't. Yes. All it says is based on terror. That's all yeah. we know yeah. about them. Exactly. And so you just kind of assume, because yeah. custodes. It just shares yeah, the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ordo Desolatus. Um, unknown purpose. <laughs> Note twenty two A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have no idea. Yeah. They have to do with desolations. If you read the Way of Kings, let me know. I've I've had you read it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really want to admit that. All right. Uh, the Orto Exorium. Monitors Exterminatuses. And this is another big one. Because um, people think like the Inquisition can literally just go to any planet and be like, eh, Exterminatus. Or Space Marines. Or Space Marines can do this. Right? Or even just massive Imperial navies. Yeah. And they can. No, they cannot. No. To, to exterminate a planet is a big thing and tell it, me why mark why can you not in a in a galaxy of billions of planets why can you not just throw away a planet because like planets are still rare like um sure there's billions of them but only one percent of them have an atmosphere and if you burn up that atmosphere or blow up the planet like you just wasted like an irreplaceable resource and and they aren't even necessarily worried about the trillions of humans or whatever it might no, be they're worried about like the resources they're worried about all the mach- like factories that were there the resources the crops yeah. like whatever was like yeah, contributing like, to yeah. the imperium like does is this a defensible location that we've just lost yes. yeah. Yeah. Right? like strongholds like, like, yeah. yeah you cannot um, just exterminate a planet because you're in a bad mood yeah um there was one horse heresy story where um I forget all the legions, but it's Emperor's Children, Blood Angels, uh, Sons of Horus, and I think one other one. And they're on a planet called Murder, fighting the Megarachnids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it was this crazy battle, and they were, like, on the, the Space Marines were on the back foot the entire time. And people were asking, like, why didn't they just exterminate that place? It had an atmosphere. Like, if they could It was play, valuable. It was valuable because it had an atmosphere, like... Yeah. You know. And then and then at that point, they, like, they, they're, they reached a point where... Um, like they could not exterminate it because it was a point of honor yeah. for them, right? At yeah, some point, yeah. they had lost so many Marines that it was like we have to win this battle now. Yeah, yeah. It was a that actually was such a devastating loss. Mm. It's pretty wild for the legions. Like, <laughs> like that was like one of the first losses that they ever took. Mm-hmm. I think. 
So then, like, at what point would they decide to exterminate it? Like, if they, I don't think they ever did. They never did. Yeah. They left them alone. Yeah, they they no, literally... like at any planet. Um, oh, okay. Chaos is just completely overrun. Maybe yeah. like even yeah. like it would, it orcs overrun because like um, that yeah. they're, they're yeah. a finicky problem to get rid of. Yeah, orcs or like um, we had an example a couple episodes ago where uh, Inquisitor Cryptman kind of did that exterminatus of the planets to stop the tyranids from advancing. oh yeah yeah he created he like, a, that, a like a fire a death, fire stop yeah a fire stop yeah yeah, yeah. of all the planets um, yeah. but he got in trouble from it oh, for yes. that and I like mean, this it was, it, this order would have been the one giving him shit like yeah. why the f- like, yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so how many planets was it it was a it, it was like a lot, a lot. It was like trillions of people that he yeah. killed oh yeah so yeah, like it's it's important to know that while the Inquisition is all powerful, there are still people in, inside the Inquisition monitoring the Inquisition to keep them kind of in line. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the Ordo Machinum, and uh, they oversee the Adeptus Mechanicus. I actually added a huge segment at the end of this, so um, we'll talk about. Did you? I did. And now me and Eric are scrolling down. Uh huh. Scroll, Where scroll. Did you add that? Uh, by huge segment, oh. I meant one line. Inquisition and the mechanical release. I'm just gonna ramble for ten minutes gotcha, about gotcha. stuff. Okay. All right, we had it bolded here because we wanted to talk more about. Yeah, it, and then uh, Colin actually messaged me. I'm like, or and he was saying like, oh yeah, you're gonna talk about the Shadow War. I'm like, what's the Shadow War? <laughs> so. I I, I only wanted to talk about this so he would hear it and <laughs> talk about how the. Uh, Mechanic into little bitches. Yeah, and the Imperiums are watching everything. (laughs) (laughs) Flesh is weak, well, metal rusts. Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Bitches. (laughs) Uh, The Ordo Militarum. Uh, They oversee the Imperial Guard. Surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ordo Necros. Unknown purpose. Yeah, probably something to do with either Necron or death. That's all I got. Okay, neither of those make sense, but that's fine. <laughs> what? Necro. The, the prefix. No, I'm, of, I'm, they deal, deal with necrophiliacs. Yes, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Purpose. <laughs> uh, little uh, goblin pot-bellied vampires. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Ordo Originatus. <laughs> Tries to uncover the mysteries of the Inquisition's origin. Because so there's two and we don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I imagine this is a small Ordo that is not recognized by any exactly. other Ordo. Everyone else views them as like the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like it's a punishment. Like if you mess up in the Ordo like Barbarous, <laughs> we're going to send you <laughs> to the Originatus. With Greg. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, not Greg. Greg. <laughs> He's so weird. <laughs> and, and it's made all the worse by the next Ordo, which is the Ordo Redactus. And they try to keep the history of the Inquisition right. classified. <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You have this one Ordos yeah. whose entire purpose is to find out the history, and then another Ordos who probably knows the history. And or they, not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> and they're just, they go to the Inquisitors, and they're like, hey, you stop trying to find yeah. out information <laughs> about the Inquisition, or else we're going to get the Ordo Exorcium <laughs> to take your planet and kill it. Oh. Um, so that's backwards, I think. Yeah. But, okay. Welcome to the Imperium. Yeah. <laughs> It's any other Monday. The Ordo Sanctorum. Oversees the Ecclesiarchy. Hmm. Which is odd. Because that's what the Ordo Hereticus was yeah. also created to do. Yeah. So we, when we go into the Ordo Hereticus, we will have to delve into what exactly that they contribute to the entire Ecclesiarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're obviously very different. But these guys... Yeah, that's interesting. I can't figure out... Hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, it, the, the sanctorum I, oversees the ecclesiarchy. I got no, go. I got no response for that. <laughs> I think, I think the heretic, the hereticus is also like, what's the sisters about? Yeah, right. Like that's more. Well, well the hereticus deals with 
things outside of the ecclesiarchy as well. Like they yeah, like they deal with heretics and, and mutants and yeah, yeah, traitors. Well, I mean, technically, all of that exists within the ecclesiarchy because the like the emperor's religion is like the state yeah. religion. Yeah. Yeah. So anything, everything, everyone is within the ecclesiarchy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't rash oh. my head around why there's two of them. Because if you're a citizen of the imperial world, you are in the church. Yeah. And basically they're, sh- they're looking for problems within the church mm-hmm. yeah. i yeah i don't know i don't have a good answer for that one to be um, continued <clears throat> yeah the ordo scriptorum researches current plagues afflicting False. what no scriptorum oh. monitors imperial records and communiques oh mm-hmm. words <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my screen on my phone is cracked, and the letters were getting jimble jangled. And mm, jimble jangled, we've all been there. <laughs> Who hasn't had a good jimble jangle every once in a while? Uh, these guys are—it's the post office. But they're the ones who get mad at the post office clerks. No, no, these guys are the post office. No, yeah, totally. No, totally. No, because the post office are the psychers. I think that's your astropaths. I think okay, (laughs) fair enough. These guys are like reading all the messages that are coming through or whatever. These guys are uh, who's the guy who owns Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah, and he's always reading your personal messages. (laughs) That's these guys. Yes. Well, like I would assume that there's like some small margin of error when you're sending like thousands or however many like tens of thousands of messages. There's no error. Everything is super predictable. But like if you. But it's just making sure that the astropaths are like doing things right because if like one word or two words are off, that can change the tide of a battle across the it's galaxy. It's the worst or game of telephone <laughs> <Yes>. ever. <laughs> Actually, though, so to me, in a practical sense, that's what I see them doing. It's just ensuring accuracy. Hmm. Um, the Ordos Scriptus kidnap mark research current plagues false. Oh no! Wait. Oh wow! They're all. Oh, is your, your is your screen cracked crack crack too, too, Micah? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brand new computer and your screen's cracked already. Oh, yeah. No. I got the warranty, though. I'll get oh. it fixed. <laughs> uh, the Ordo Scriptus oversees imperial historical records. Mm. Librarians. Sure. sure. No, these are the guys that yell at the librarians. <laughs> <laughs> A place for everyone and everyone in their place. Uh. This book has been overdue for 10,000 years. <laughs> That's Don't it. make me get the Ordos Exorcium. <laughs> uh, the Ordo Senatorum. Unknown purpose. Unknown. Senatorum kind of implies like... Um, Makes me think of a Senate. Yeah, or High Lords of Terror potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you? Do you think there's an Ordos looking over the High Lords of Terror? Why would there's, there not be? There's, because there's an Inquisitor on the High Lords of yeah. Terror. Yeah. Everyone needs somebody looking at their shoulder, right? Yeah. Just, just, that's true. You get enough inquisitors in a circle looking <laughs> over each other's, each other's shoulder, exactly. making sure everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Big old circle jerk <laughs> of inquisitors. <laughs> now, here we go, Mark. There we go. The Ordo Sepulturum. Founded to police yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, researches current plagues afflicting the Imperium and determines how best to contain, destroy, or cure them. Created to investigate an increase in outbreaks of the zombie plague just before the 13th Black Crusade. The interesting thing is, like, I would, like, the zombie plague just before the 13th Black Crusade, that sounds like a warp plague. Yeah. Right? So, I actually haven't heard of the zombie plague. What is it? Uh, it's basically Typhus goes around to a bunch of planets and, like, makes a bunch of... Oh, sorry. Typhus is, like, uh, a famous 
um, oh boy, Death Guard captain. Okay. He, he has like a model. He's like the champion of uh, Nurgle. Nurgle. And he goes around and makes like this zombie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he basically kills people and like turns them into zombies. Cool. But like, it's probably like the origins of that are obviously warp, oh, which is, is cool. Like, is there like a real cure for that? Or do yeah. you need like a warp, like a psychic cure? Well, Nurgle's like decay. It's like to a certain extent warp, but to a certain extent, I, I feel like it, it is maybe curable. I think it is curable. You I think, think it exists mo- naturally. Most of Nurgle's uh, things are like biological yeah. plagues, right? Like um, they're not like magical warp plagues. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm sure there are maybe like, a couple. But you get an infection, that's like a curable thing. That is a Nurgle thing, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's not some warp magic that you have an infection. It's because no. you didn't clean your cut. Yeah, that's that's inch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, the zombie pit, like, it's not curable, I don't think. Like, that. how do you bring something back from the dead, you know? Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, burning, I'm going to say this once and for all. Burning zombies is a terrible idea I, in I a agree. zombie outbreak. I agree. Because now you just have zombies that are on fire. <laughs> like, great, if you're in the middle of the night and now you got a bunch of flaming zombies, you can, you can save your there flashlight you battery. Exactly. It, yes. That's okay. But, but no, what you just need is a bus. That's all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I don't think the zombie plague's curable. But they monitor uh, monitor all types of diseases. Like right now in Ultramar, they have this huge plague going around. They're probably that monitor- mortarion is spreading. Yeah, and they're probably like figuring out like is there a cure for that? Is like, that the plague that Goleman has to like personally be there or whatever? That sounds pretty warped to me. That one, I that say one, is but is that, that one Nurgle? Does. But that is, is Nurgle. Nurgle. Yeah, because uh, Mortarion. Uh, oh, does. But yeah, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's the major one that's going around um, right now. Mm. There, there was yeah. two major so, ones. But there, there totally was that plague, though, yeah. where it, they were cured if Gulliman stood next to them. Yeah. That's yeah. totally warped. That one sounds warpy. But so I think the vast like, majority of them... Do you think they're them? trying to combat that? And, like, they're getting, like, psychers and, like, priests to come. And Gulliman should just cut off a finger, and then they just go around touching people It's like finger. a holy relic. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder if they tried that. <laughs> and clipped his fingernail. Yeah, just yeah. eat this. <laughs> you gain his power. Dirty. Uh, okay, the Ordo Sicarius. I don't want to read it. All right. Uh, it was founded to police the activities of the office Officio Assassinorum following the events of the Wars of Vindication, which resulted from the events of Goge Vandire's Reign of Blood. Mm. Fancy. So people they were using the ecclesiarch was using a lot of assassins against each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. yeah. And so now they're like, oh shit, like we probably shouldn't just let people use this however <laughs> they want. Yeah, I think I can't recall exactly, but I think you need permission to assassinate somebody. Yeah, so there's like a vote and it has to be seventy five percent. Yeah. Um and then you're like cleared for the assassination, but apparently like some inquisitors will kind of just like create a fake document from Terra <laughs> where it's like, yeah, I got approval for this assassination, guys. Yeah. So they ask the Ordo Sicarius for permission? Uh, or the Ordo Sicarius kind of like goes, I think they go to like the High Lords of Terra or something. Like they have to get permission from like a group and then 75% have but to say yes. Group? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm terrible with that. Like, Yeah, I'm trying to remember too. But like essentially anyone could hire an assassin to kill Of course, anyone. this is using the official. Yeah, the official ones, yeah. Yeah, because... You can hire an assassin inside of a factory. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, like, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So you, anyone like a factory worker could go to the official assassins, like a Vindicar, and hire them. 
But then this assassin would have to get then report to the Ordo Sicarius and be like, can I actually assassinate? Oh. Where where you could just hire some bum on the street and yeah. then you don't need to go through the to Ordo. kill Bruce Wayne's parents, of course. Yeah, of course. Yes, to create the greatest superhero of all time, yeah. Man bat. <laughs> <laughs> And that and Robin Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Only two more Minoris Ordos. Uh, The Ordo Thanatos. Unknown purpose. Ooh, you're getting good at that. Yeah. (laughs) He's learning. Um, So they're to stop Thanos, obviously, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My personal favorite Ordos. Spoilers. uh, The Avengers failed. So now (laughs) the Inquisition steps in. Right. No, 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 no. Not not Thanatos. I'm done with that one. Uh, this next Ordos is my favorite. The Ordo Vigilis. And their sole purpose is to oversee the Ordo Necros. Who have an unknown purpose. Who have an unknown purpose. So that is literally an Inquisitor looking over the shoulder of another Inquisitor who is looking over the shoulder of someone else. What you got? This is like a, a government bureaucratic nightmare. It yeah. totally is. It's just like the, bureaucracy after bureaucracy. But the good thing about this is that these Ordos, like, they range in population from anywhere from like five, six Inquisitors up to like 50 or something so it could be like like for the entire galaxy there's six guys responsible for this thing yeah, yeah right true. um so i could have sworn that there was like an ordo that was like specifically for keeping an eye on the inquisition itself or was that is that like hereticus or did i just miss that or hmm. searching an inquisition an- like somebody to do the whole like, like the check over your shoulder watchdog. I swear you there's... know what? I did not see anything like that. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we should have done a little more research. Nah. Maybe I'm making stuff up, and you guys yeah. did a great job. <laughs> That's probably not real. And with that, support us on Patreon, <laughs> and if you like what we do... If you think we do a great <laughs> job... <laughs> You think we bring value <laughs> to the hobby. Quality content. Spoiler alert, we don't. <laughs> uh, so that kind of sums up the Ordos. Like, if somebody wanted to come up with, like, a backstory and, like, they wanted to make the Ordo spatula, sure. Like, Okay, no, that's th- dumb. Um, well, <laughs> you don't even know what they do. Clearly, they're responsible for making sure you use the proper cooking utensils. <laughs> you do know what they do. <laughs> but, like, if somebody wanted to make up their own Ordo... Perfectly fine. Well, like, like this is not on the a, power level. Well, things yes. as the need arises, like that's how all of these came at some point. Uh, yeah. Is like there a need arose, and so then like yeah. the Ordo uh, and yeah, like th- there's constantly more being made, and yeah. some are being destroyed if their purpose yeah. gets fulfilled. Yeah, right? or or just like kind of shoved Absolute, into the back of yeah. history, and then maybe comes yeah. back when needed. Yeah, but like Eric said, like depending on the power level, like obviously you can't don't, create another. Don't ever write a Mary Sue character. That's just never yeah. fun, you know. Or a Tom Jane or whatever you call a male version of that. Gary Stu. Gary yeah. Stu, sure. Um, one thing, just Is Tom Jane, the transvestite <laughs> version of it. I, I've never heard that. Term. Oh my god! I made it up, but I'm I'm sticking to it. Okay, Sorry, so uh, just double checking. Um, like Inquisitors aren't locked into a single Ordo, are they? I'd imagine they can cycle between. Yeah, because I mean, like Eisenhorn. Clearly... Uh, don't even get me started. Okay, yeah, Eisenhorn. he he's he's like definitely the exception. But I also read that they don't have to like sign up to a specific one, no, and that they, they can don't. just kind of like be an inquisitor, not under specific ordo, just kind of like going through the galaxy doing whatever they want. Yeah, yes. so long as it's of course for the yeah. betterment this, of like, humanity. Like the ordos is if you 
I would more like if the Inquisitor feels called to that purpose. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what they're passionate about. I but really that- want to watch the Ordo Necros. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Like the Ordo Astartes, they oversee the Adeptus Astartes. Like that is a person who has decided like it's really yeah. important to keep the relations good. But that doesn't mean they can't declare a random person a heretic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like Yeah. You don't lose your power because you're no, specialized. of course not. Yeah. But I do think that some Ordos would attract a different type yeah. of person. like The, the Ordo Spatula. Right. <laughs> okay. The pedantic type. Well, <laughs> like you look at the Ordo Scriptorum, monitors imperial records and communiques. Mm-hmm. That... So if like he's on a planet like, and a bunch of aliens attack, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm not Xeno, so yeah, know, I'm just going right to step back But, but also, maybe he's incapable... That's true. ...of doing that stuff. Because there are some, like, like a lot of Inquisitors are, like, badass. Like, they just run around doing, like, crazy feats of, right. like... Right, but that doesn't mean every single Inquisitor exactly. is a ridiculously amazing fighter or yeah. super charismatic yeah. person. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they each could, have their own strengths and they exactly. play to those strengths. Yeah, so you play to your strengths. So if your strength is like you're super good with um, books, organism, <laughs> you know what? Every, in a beer, I feel like I just know books. Like I can <laughs> read. Books just make sense oh, to you, me, man. <laughs> books just. You ruined my joke. I know. You're welcome. I hate you. Forever and <laughs> books always. Books don't make sense to you, man. <laughs> it's okay. Primaris Marines. Ah, <laughs> uh, flip the table. <laughs> is that a buzzword for him? Well, for you, it's greater good. <laughs> true. Uh, What's true. Jordan's? Communists. Communists. No, that's Christians. <laughs> that's Christians, yeah. <laughs> what was yours, Jordan? Greater good, probably, too. Oh, good uh, man. And with that, I'm going to tell you guys all about the greater good and the new tower <laughs> army I'm starting. Screw you and your indoctrination. Yes, your lie. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Inquisitors specifically now. Yeah, because like we said, um, Inquisitors are actually the people enforcing all this stuff, so each one kind of has a wide role. Like if you're an Inquisitor of the Odomalius, you kind of have a different role. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about what they actually are. They have ranks and like different roles within their ranks and all they, that. How they interact is very interesting yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Uh Uh-oh, my phone skipped. All right, so what we've got here is a loose interpretation of the organization of an an inquisitorial grouping. Mm -hmm. Um, These are a couple things that are just what you call inquisitors that get together. Yeah. So a conclave (laughs) of inquisitors, It honestly, it's, yeah, there's there's nothing official about it because they're so autonomous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when a group of Inquisitors, uh, like when one guy calls a gathering mm-hmm. of Inquisitors, he's like, look, here's the problem. He puts the call out, like, who's going to answer the call? Yeah. And five other Inquisitors are like, oh, my gosh, I recognize the danger. I'm coming yeah. to help you out. This is now a conclave. Yeah. And uh, there are, in some cases, permanent conclaves within, like, a region or something where it's, like, a bunch of Inquisitors are always hanging out in the same area, so then there's, like, a semi-permanent conclave that will, like, kind of work together. Yeah, no, that makes sense, like when Cadia was uh, still around, like that would have been probably, they would have had a oh, conclave yeah, watching that. Absolutely, you know? yes. yeah. Or like the any of the warp rifts really that were happening, they'd yeah. have someone. And, Even or, like big massive. Armageddon probably had yeah. a conclave. Yeah. yeah. Any massive Xenos empire could probably have one. Like, yeah. yeah. There's someone watching the Tau. Yeah. Um, a, if the conclave sets a committee to investigate a particular incident or matter, that committee is called a cabal. Mm-hmm. Not a kebab, but mm. equally delicious. 
Uh, but yeah, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> so those five inquisitors showed up. Like this is the this is a big threat. So they showed up, and then they actually formed. And then they all. yeah, and so then they'll figure out who's doing what within the team or whatever, and yeah. then like say only some of them end up doing it. I guess yeah. that would be the cabal. Yeah, it, exactly. It's more like they hey, like we know that this there's a massive orc uprising. Okay, I need you to go look at this planet to see where the space Hulk where this is going follow it mm-hmm. determine its location send back so two of them leave that's your cabal mm-hmm. yeah. like there's no number limitation yeah. like a cabal is two or more mm-hmm. yeah exactly right. um and then <clears throat> we have an ad hoc group of inquisitors who temporarily share a common goal which is called that's a cell yeah so these guys are just like like you're investigating something and I'm investigating something separately and we yeah. just happen to meet up and yeah. we're like okay our goals align let's for the moment together. so let's work together yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. pretty straightforward I, I actually have a um a little infographic perfect oh my gosh that I'd like to share <laughs> with you and it kind of just describes how in a sim- the, simplistic oh, terms very simple yeah. Um, it kind of describes the uh, relations that a bunch of inquisitors would have with each other. So okay. there's a diagram. There can is. you post this to the Facebook or something? No, I'm not going to. I'm just going to describe <laughs> it so well that you guys will just be able to pick oh it. Paint us a word picture. All right. So you have Inquisitor A, right? And he's got. Let's his, call him Aldori. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Aldori. Um, Inquisitor A has got his retinue, right? Um, but A, B, and C. All of these guys have their retinue, by the way. Mm-hmm. A, B, and C, they have formed a cell. They've temporarily met up and their goals align. What was um, uh, B's name? I don't know, Bob. Perfect, okay. And what was C's name? Christy. Oh, a female. A female. She sounds Why not? Hot. So she sounds inclusive. Hot. What? Is she hot? <laughs> oh, well, does it matter? If you look at her with that, she's going to kill you. I'm looking. Well, she, you're dead. <laughs> uh, but for a moment, she, she was, was hot. She was hot. She was hot. Sure. <laughs> it, was, it was the power and authority you were attracted to. That's all. Okay. Anyways, so they form the cell, A, B, and C. Um, a and C, subsequently, they, dr- they draw in Inquisitor D, who becomes indirectly known to Inquisitor B because they've had no actual contact. Okay? Inquisitor C recruits D. Inquisitor E, who D. technically becomes indirectly Derek. known to B and D. Mm-hmm. Okay. Inquisitor D and E bring in Inquisitor F, no, who doesn't know actually name. any of the other ones. So e. now that A, B, C, uh, and D, yeah, A, B, C, okay, and D. So we got A for Aldari. I'm trying to explain how a cell works, Mark, okay? It doesn't work. It's a ramble jumble. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Mess. It's a a doesn't know B, but he knows it's C. It's so weird. And C so it's a whole D. bunch of shapes, and then there's like <laughs> solid lines and dashed lines and dotted lines explaining and the different types have, of relationships. So and some weird. people know other people, but they, yeah. uh, they don't know other people. And it's then like, the acolytes know some people, but not others, and it's stupid. <laughs> it's like if Mark and but I... But what is good is somebody took the time to draw that. It's like you and I know, know Micah, yeah. right? So we bring him on this episode. Yeah. Jordan didn't know Micah before, let's say. But now, all of a sudden... Mm. Jordan still doesn't know Micah, <laughs> even though we're in the same room. Interesting. No, I know him with a dotted line. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. With a solid line. Exactly. At some point, maybe it will change to a solid yeah. line. It's because we're further apart from the table. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's just... Honestly, yeah. it was the weirdest thing we came across like, while we are going. So like, nice. so much detail put into that. But such bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. The bureaucracy is so grimdark. Uh, let's talk about inquisitorial ranks. Um, so there's no official ranks, nothing to um, give one inquisitor more authority over another. In one. an official capacity, no, no official ranks. Yes. Okay, but that doesn't mean there aren't actual official ranks. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the Imperium. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we're going to start with is an inquisitorial representative. So this is going from top to bottom. Yes, this is the most potential authority to the least potential authority. An inquisitorial representative is sits on the high lords of Terra. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he's just an inquisitor who sits like Yeah, and yeah. it's just his title, but yeah. the reality is he's just an inquisitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably very respected. Yeah. Probably a lot of experience and a lot of history, yeah. but in the end just an yeah, when he goes back to the Inquisition, yeah, after his yeah. term as a High Lord is up, he's just there's no guarantee that he's a master or a grandmaster, yeah. right? Like maybe he goes back to his old post, but air quotes just an Inquisitor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's all about perspective. Yes. <laughs> um, the next one we have is a Grand Master, and they're responsible for a sector or a sector conclave. So they're the ones actually calling other Inquisitors to like come check out this threat. Like exactly, yeah. Oh, uh, one thing worth mentioning is that because like different inquisitors have like different skills or whatever, then that's why like you could have different conclaves and cells and stuff like that because it's valuable to get all these different skills and like use everyone to their fullest potential yeah. like, to all target the problem. You got a lot of different contacts, yeah. right? A lot of different information flowing. So yeah. you want to make sure everything is covered. So you yeah. and so these all. guys would know who's in the area. They would know what they're good at, and then they would pull in who's. Best for so C needed. doesn't know A. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, after a grandmaster, you have a master. And uh, if there is a high ordo presence within a subsector, a leader of a conclave can be called master. Yeah. So the sectors, which are, how many sectors are there? Uh, there's five, I think. Yeah, five. Yeah, five sectors in the entire galaxy, how they're broken up. Yeah. And then a subsector is obviously a portion of a sector. Yeah, and there's no number of 27 oh, subsectors in a sector. No, there'd yet. be so many. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, they would be responsible for an entire subsector. Okay? Pretty standard. Um, and conclaves aren't always like restricted based off of like geographical location. Nope. So then it may not have anything to do with subsectors or whatever. No, exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. no hard, fast definition yeah. of what this is. Yeah. Um, next, we have the Inquisitor Lord or the High Inquisitor. 
a title of recognition amongst inquisitors for indivi- individual power and authority. This is a formality more than an official position. So it's just a highly respected inquisitor. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Again, just something you would earn over the course of your yeah. career as yeah. an inquisitor. Tenure for an inquisitor. Tenure. Yeah. <laughs> Once you reach tenure, if you survive ten years as an inquisitor, <laughs> that's why the uh, Ordo Scriptorum so like honored. Because yeah. they see no combat, <laughs> so they live forever. <laughs> I've been inquisitive for 70 years. <laughs> oh, wow, what have you seen? A lot of notes. Because <laughs> that's the tenure that Mark meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tenure. Yeah. Tender. What? I misspoke. I was, I, <laughs> what that is makes tenure? even less sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next. Seems like you have a very tenuous grasp on the English language. <laughs> that's always sunny episode. Yes. <laughs> Well, you don't know a lot about bird law, so. Um, and then at the very lowest, you have an inquisitor. Mm-hmm. This is just your regular average schmuck yes. who thinks he can make second the, in command in the galaxy. He thinks he can make the just your regular guy. Just you're normal. Yeah, you're John Deere, as you wrote. John Doe, but that's yeah. fine. Same thing. Doe, deer, female exactly. deer. Exactly. Ray, tropical and stuff. We're both losers. That's so it. underneath, yeah. like that's the lowest rank that you're an officially an inquisitor. But they do have acolytes, which are basically inquisitors um, in training. Yeah, in training. But they're not officially recognized as inquisitors. No, of course they mm-hmm. have no. Well, talking with my shirt on my head, they have no <laughs> actual authority. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's the main difference. Yeah. They're going to go through all the same stuff as the inquisitor, but they they can't order yeah. anything. Around. Yeah, but they're yeah. in training, and usually they are. Uh, come from the Scola Progenum. And oh. we've talked about this before, where it's like that orphanage. Yeah, that's um, the orphanage made, uh, run by the Ecclesiarchy. Yeah, and they, they're responsible for commissars, Tempestus Scions, yeah. and Inquisitors. It's, it's where the Inquisition draws, or it's where, like, the Imperium, really, draws, like... Notable men exactly. and women. yeah. Um, but they can really be taken from anywhere. Like, an Inquisitor goes onto this planet, he finds, like, a feral worlder who has, like, high intellect or something, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like... Or fills a very specific purpose, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. they mm-hmm. speak the language. So he's like, well, I'm going to be in this sector for 30 years. Yeah. So I need someone. Yeah. Right? And then over 30 years, he, he's, like, an acolyte. Mm-hmm. And eventually he... Trains you know, him to be an Inquisitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it can really be anything. Yep. Anything and everyone. Whatever yeah. the Inquisitor fancies. As long as you're human. Eh, nine fingers, ten toes. As long as... <laughs> right? <laughs> no? Okay. Um. In order for an acolyte to be raised to the rank of an Inquisitor, mm-hmm. um, three Inquisitors have to come in agreement that they deserve this rank, or one Inquisitor Lord or High Inquisitor has to uh, say that they are worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot of the uh, authority difference between the High Inquisitor and Lord yeah. Inquisitor, is he can actually make a new inquisitor by themselves yeah um worth noting as well is that like there are times where like the situation would demand like say there's an acolyte under an inquisitor that inquisitor dies then there's the potential for that acolyte to gain that title or whatever yeah 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 uh yeah (laughs) this is correct and true (laughs) yeah i have nothing further to add (laughs) um just as like Uh the situation demands without the vote and then if like a couple inquisitors can that were, title ever be stripped yes. away so if inquisitors like were like what the heck he was only an acolyte for like three days guys come on yeah. then they can easily just strip it away but I assume it'd probably take the same vote three or one maybe I don't yeah. know I don't maybe know about how another that another inquisitor I just yeah. know that it can be vetoed yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then uh, under our acolytes, we have inquisitorial warbands. So the Inquisition can draw from a wide variety of people. Um, like they can draft Imperial Guard regiments, like whole regiments, or they might uh, draft like a certain Xenos. Like there's even like the Jokeros, Jokeros, Jokeros. Like Inquisitors will have them, even though they're Xenos, and Demon they will hosts. use them. Demon hosts, like. They can really have anything they want in the warband. They could just even take like some type of comms officer, you know, postal worker, whatever they want. Like, they because that, everything that they do has a very specific purpose. Exactly, they're very driven and focused. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, there's there's not really much to say about warbands. Like, well, no. there's an infinite amount of things to say, really, because sure. there's an infinite variety of it, but. The reality is Dude. they're going to fill out their retinue and their warband with yeah. exactly what they need and whatever they find useful. Yeah. We just don't have three Inquisitors around to verify if we can continue to talk about this right, topic. Absolutely. We so. just need special permissions. Yeah. So we'll carry on. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into a little more of the philosophical side of the Inquisition. There are two major schools of thought when it comes to how you should comport yourself mm-hmm. as an Inquisitor. There are the Puritans mm-hmm. who believe in following every single law uh, that the Imperium has ever set forward. So if the law says, like, thou shalt not cross the street on Sundays... and From 3 p.m. to 4. Exactly. Then if he's chasing, like, a guy, like, maybe he won't cross the street if he views it like, oh, no, I can't break the law for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they believe that as, like, a sign of corruption to your very soul. Mm-hmm. Of course. Anyone who's willing to break the law is probably worthy of being a heretic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas radicalism... They only cross the street <laughs> on Sunday from yeah. 3 to 4. It's worth it. Uh, radicalism believes that it doesn't matter what the method is as long as the end justifies it. Yeah. yeah. So they will do anything. And, like, you would... I. You tr- you're trying to stop some aliens? You call on chaos. You're trying to stop chaos? <laughs> you team up with the aliens. Well, that, that's actually what it is. Like, I don't think you'd ever see a Puritan resort to using a demon host. No. But I do think it is something a radical would not hesitate to use. Yeah. What do we think about a Puritan using a Jacaro? No. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they would. Xenos alliances. Yeah. yeah. No. I think that would be true yeah. too. Anything. Anything that it's, it's, falls outside. Yeah. It's just yeah. funny to think that that's a radical person. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you look at like the, the, of course, that's a radical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So within like puritans and radicals it breaks down even further and like some of these are actually super interesting oh and very unique yeah mm-hmm. yeah and like and to like to think that you take this as like your mantra almost yeah like your personal conviction is is really cool yeah, yeah. uh I, I just sometimes just like how deep 40k can go yeah like they would make graphs of cells. They also <laughs> yeah. make philosophy, a hundred different philosophies for inquisitors. You exactly. know, but for me, it's like Google Earth when you start out the Earth, and then like you're like on Lexicanum, and then you're like zooming in slowly, and then you can like and you click the next link, and then you click the next yeah. one, and then and then you're going from like satellite height down to like provincial, and then city, <laughs> and then you're looking through someone's window. How many people's windows are you staring through? Uh, <laughs> Who can count? More okay, than you thanks, should. Thanks. Uh, this has been Lauren Ryan. <laughs> Let's uh we're going to go over some of the Puritan sub factions. Um <clears throat> so the 
Amalethians. Can we get Mark to pronounce all of these? Oh, <laughs> no, because it's just, I'm going to have to do it. And if you don't have time to do it well, don't do it at all. Well, I better just give up on my <laughs> What am I supposed to do no, now? I read this. Wow, you Puritan. <laughs> I read this uh, funny thing. It was like, if you don't have the time to do it well, what makes you think you have the time to do it a second time? <laughs> That's true. Right? I thought that was really funny. Yeah. That's not my philosophy when it comes to being an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your philosophy when it comes to being an electrician? Uh, I try to spend the most amount of time sitting in an outhouse looking at my phone. On Warhammer. It, yeah, and if it's not three to five hours a day, I'm not doing it right. <laughs> also my philosophy when it comes to sex. If you're not on the <laughs> If you're not doing it in an outhouse with your phone? <laughs> no, no. For three to five, five hours. hours. For three to five hours. No. You're not doing it right. <laughs> if you're not doing it well the first time. <laughs> what makes you think you have the, the time to do it twice? <laughs> classic <laughs> i like it uh, all right let's talk about some amalathians though <laughs> these guys believe that the emperor has a grand plan and that it is unfolding as it should and uh honestly like if i was an inquisitor i would fall under this because like you've heard me talk about like this many times actually where i think the emperor knew the whole time and orchestrates every yeah, little every detail. every single thing that it has been involved with him has been done for a reason and yeah. he's pulling the strings yeah. but would you use a joker hmm for what doesn't matter a furry companion for sure furry companion Are dogs heresy crazy Probably. crazy digital weapons whatever it is hey if he happens to make a crazy digital weapon and gifts it to me great but that's not why I use that's him. radical I use him to cuddle at night <laughs> that's radical that is that's, that's extremely <laughs> radical <laughs> I have time to do it <laughs> I don't know the saying. I do it twice. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, do you want to do the next one, Mark? Um, or Jordan? <laughs> would you like to? Animoli and beholders. Sure. Yeah. What do they believe? Uh, it is their goal to observe humanity and await the emperor's incarnate arrival. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they just hang out and wait for the emperor to come back and, and yeah. make sure that nothing is stopping that. Yeah. I guess I would yeah. assume. Yeah. Hey, you're trying to go in the golden throne to kill the emperor? Hmm. I'm gonna have to stop you there, bud. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me see your paperwork. <laughs> the ardentes, ardentities, ardentities, ardentities. <laughs> it's that's how it's spelled, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they believe that the power of the god emperor is likely to manifest either through a group or more likely through the entirety of mankind itself. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like the very... emperor is in with is inside of all exactly. Of us. Like, and when we are united, yeah. then that's when our mm -hmm. divinity shines through. It's super cultish. We're the change we need. Oh boy, <laughs> be the chains you wish to see in the world. I definitely heard chains. Yeah, <laughs> be the chains. Hold the world down. Uh. Uh, next would be mono-dominant, and they believe that the Imperium, and only the Imperium, should be allowed to exist. <laughs> That's definitely an aspect of the Emperor, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was very xenophobic. Extremely. But I don't know if he like actually hated Xenos. He was just like, we can't exist with that threat. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, he, he allowed nothing to threaten humanity. So probably fun guys to be around. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're human. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which we are. Nine fingers, ten toes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all nine. 
uh, Thorians. Thorians believe that the Emperor's spirit can be transferred into another host, referred to as a divine avatar. Hmm. So that's um, the farmer. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh my God. This is me, actually. This is what I believe. This is what you the believe. The Emperor is banging the farmer's wife. And all you're doing is traveling the galaxy trying to find him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes. satisfying. Yes. <laughs> I'm such a simple soul. Oh, such man. a simple mind. So um, I just wanted to go back to the um, anim- animalian oh. beholders. Okay. So they believe that their goal is to observe humanity and await the emperor incarnate's revival. They almost sound like resurrectionists mm-hmm. from the the one the crappy way that the um, yeah the lore the, yeah the story behind the, the Inquisition. History, yeah. Inquisition. Mm. So yeah, okay. I almost wonder like if we're going to see the opposites of that in the radicals. Hmm. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of shows me that they they totally recycled that lore. Yeah, that yeah. they're like, okay, take the aspects we like about it, and yeah. then just get rid of all the garbage. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, like uh, the Thorians, they're very similar. Where um, they were based off uh, Sebastian Thor. Like they believed that like he had like uh, the Emperor running or living through him. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian so. Thor being. Uh, he fought off Gorge Van Dyer. We talked about him before. Yeah. So yeah, he's just a regular guy. Yeah, but he like what rose up from seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. to like get the entire galaxy. Yeah. behind him. Yeah. It, it was a very very quick rise to power. Yeah, but so it's it's just nice to see that all of these usually have like all of these usually that doesn't make sense. All of them usually have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you said it so, anyway. <laughs> some type of backing in the lore. They're not just a like, let's come up with 10 different things. Okay, this one. Like, they yeah. all actually stem from some type of lore that has already existed. So during yeah. Sebastian Thor's, like, rise, that's when the Thorians came into being, yeah, one like, would assume. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So those are the um, Puritan sub-factions that we have listed. Let's go to the radical sub-factions. Anti-Cordy. Mm-hmm. Focused on discovering patterns and events in the past to predict the future. Super radical. I I could see. I honestly can see why that's radical. Oh yeah. Because focusing on discovering patterns and events, a lot of that is going to be delving into warp stuff, and I feel like a Puritan does not like warp stuff. Sure. Right. Even even if you're doing like uh, just based off like statistics, like statistics change, like. One in a million happens one in a million times. You can't just say that one in a million never happens because only it happens once. Like, sure. So then to to cancel out all of those... I'm just trying to run through that sentence in my head. Yeah. Sure, it might not make sense. <laughs> but that's what it is about being a radical. No, but like you can't... Just because it's only going to happen once, you've still got to give it that opportunity to happen. And that's why they're radical because they don't give it that opportunity to happen. Mm. Oh, they okay. they might see that the yeah. like it's such the mods it wouldn't happen. These are the more likely things. So plan yeah, so they, that. they plan around that. And if like they're like, oh well, this I've seen this pattern of planets fall into chaos before. I'm gonna stop it now. Where that's pretty radical. You might want to wait and hope. Right. That, yeah, that's true. Like Minority Report, where it's like it, the yeah, whole exactly, exactly. Like you're stopping it before it happens, based off of what you already know. Exactly. Yeah. So it whereas, doesn't have to be warp, but whereas yeah. like an Amalathian, uh, a Puritan would yeah. be like, no, like those planets need to fall to chaos. Yeah. So someone can rise up and save it or whatever, because mm-hmm. everything is happening to the Emperor's grand design. Sure. Right. Interesting. Okay, Jordan, what's our next one? On the radical subfaction. Yeah. The uh, Casophilians. 
Uh, they dedicate their studies to the transition of a human soul from this world to the next. That's pretty radical. Super warpy, yeah. That's. <laughs> I wonder. I, I should click on their link. I wonder what they think happens to souls. Well, you know what? I you read Horizians. Okay, Horizians believe that the power of chaos that manifested in the Warmaster war Horus might be harnessed for the creation of a divine avatar. Which would be the reincarnation of the Emperor. Could be. So they yeah. literally want to turn to chaos to <laughs> get a reincarnation of the Emperor. That's not yeah. going to go poorly. Well, That's a lot a of people... radical idea. A lot of people would view, like, the, the Immaterium not as pure chaos, but as energy to be wielded. Yeah, and I think that's what these guys kind of... They yeah. think that they can control the warp when the warp is its own thing. And there are, like, Psyker uh, Inquisitors and stuff yep. like that, like yep. uh, Eisenhorn. Yep. Is. And so, I guess, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Okay, so the next one... Istvanism. Istvanism, I guess, named after the planet. Yep. Um, believe conflict is desirable to further progress through strife. This one's actually pretty cool. Me and Eric were talking about it earlier. And like most technological advances like get started because of war. war. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like, that's why we went to space was like Cold Cold War. War. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the majority of medical advances were all created due to like World War One or World War Two. And like one of the Nazis. (laughs) I mean Mengele. It's it's horrific how it happens, but but it it doesn't change the fact that at this point it's saved way more lives than any of that research ever harmed. Are you a Nazi sympathizer, Eric? (laughs) We have the internet. Do I need to say no to that? I think you do. Well, Uh, then, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Oh, you just calmed all everything I had. I was worried for a minute. (laughs) But yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, no, I think it's a very cool Technology has been pushed so far by war. Yeah. Hmm. Um, oh, so like another tie-in, like the Istvanian, you kind of mentioned it. Like it's yeah. named after a planet. Yeah. During, it was like the first major battle of the Horse Heresy yeah. where, yeah, like a bunch of uh, loyalists were killed out of the traitor legion chapters. But legions. the thing I don't get is that like technology has declined. Like the Imperium, I feel like <laughs> has gotten pretty objectively hmm. worse, hmm. but they're still like, yeah, Isvan. Co- conflict <laughs> is good. Yeah, that was some great stuff that happened then. Yeah. Humanity's ripped in half. Interesting point. I guess that's why they're radical. That's <laughs> it. Makes sense. No, but I, I I do like that whole idea. Like war breeds innovation. Yeah. Uh, Eric, okay. did you find anything? I about did. Them? Yeah. Okay. So, so what do they think that the soul happens? What happens to the soul? So Saint Casophili. Perfect. Was a living saint, mm-hmm. um, but obviously was not a living saint because most aren't. Anyways, he, <laughs> he died. Yes. And five days later came back to life. <gasps> so now then he becomes the living saint, yeah. right? So yeah. what happened was um, during those five days, he described his body floating in, in a nether. Mm. And then the, the, a warm, bright light suffused everything around him. Um, he felt, you know, uh, super safe, warm, warm and sticky. exactly, yeah, everything you would expect to feel when the, the emperor's, emperor's soul cuddling exactly, him. and then brings him back. So he believes mm-hmm. that the ones who have knowledge of how to do this are demons, hmm. because they commonly transition from the realm of the living to the warp, yeah. which is actually what he was doing. So then, by his own logic, he's a demon. No, what this group <laughs> determines to do then is to learn the arts of demonology, specifically ritual summoning. They don't really do possession or hosts. They just Hmm. try to summon a demon. And they're trying to learn their secrets 
and how they could potentially summon a human soul back from the warp into the okay. body that had recently left. Crazy. Cool. So, and they believe that when they uh, actually attain this goal, it's the first step to bring in the emperor back from the warp. So okay. they believe that like they're on a emperor given mission. Yeah. Because the emperor was the one who brought Casophilly back, and mm-hmm. so he's the one who's like, it's possible. Yeah. Show us, you know. And and that's something too. Also, like uh, we just kind of wrote like short descriptions. So if any of these like kind of jump out at you, they all have huge articles on Lexicanum. So if any of them jump out, like go go read more about them because there's we're skipping so much. Oh yeah, so much. But we don't have time for that. Well, <laughs> four episodes. Don't got time for that. <laughs> Um, let's do the next one. Libricars. They believe in the widespread purging of all imperial institutions of corruption and heresy, no matter how minor. It's probably a good thing. There's which, a lot of... To me, it almost sounds like that would technically fall under the Puritans, which means that it has to be their methods or something that's, like, making them radical, right? Well, killing everyone that is... Corrupt. Well, corrupt is a fickle term it doesn't necessarily mean like chaos corruption it could just mean like are you taking an extra two off the top of your tax collecting yeah pad your own pockets technically that's corruption i guess but it's not it's not chaos corruption it's not the corruption of your soul yeah. yeah but it could even just be like they're upholding laws that screw over the people like but it, these laws are like 10,000 years old, and they're just going by the law. Okay. Like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, and here it says, no matter how minor. Yeah, yeah that's true. So these are radical in that they allow zero yeah. tolerance. Like, like to this, me, that that's kind of radical. Yeah. The overly strict parent that has messed up kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the oblationists. Um, they believe that the warp... Uh, the Xenos and the Unclean are utterly damning, yet their use is necessary to overcome mankind's enemies. Demon hosts. Demon hosts, Xenos weapons, like they're... Jokeros. Jokeros. Beside them in their retinues creating digital weapons. Yeah. <clears throat> Mark. <laughs> yeah. So these are the guys that are using Xenos to kill Chaos and Chaos to kill Xenos. Perfect. <laughs> so this Perfect. is where you fall then, Micah, since this is your You're thing. an oblationist? <laughs> I don't know. Demons would be scary. <laughs> like, you're locked in the room with the demon host. I'd be freaked out. Your will is weak. They're not locked yeah. in here. I'm not locked in here. I'm not in here with you. <laughs> you're in here with me. <laughs> that's what, that's what you got to tell the demon host. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Batman. No, man Joker. bat. Man bat. Man bat. That's, oh, that's, that's Joker? Joker? Yeah. No, that's not. That's Rorschach. Oh what? Gosh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Losers. Don't even uh, know. Cramp. Anyways. Um, the <laughs> Ocularians... Marcus? They're obsessed with predicting and... Div- Did we do this one? Nope. They're obsessed with predicting and divining the future through arcane rituals. The difference being yeah. the other one's looking for statistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this one's, one's is using yeah. like emperor's tarot, yeah. reading yeah. warp flows, getting yeah. visions. Okay. So one is like patterns and events, the other one is like warp, arcane, hmm. magic-y, psyker stuff. Yeah, I could see how that's so radical. Or radical. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because like... Would you trust a warp vision? <laughs> yes. I get them every night. I love them. They're phenomenal. Ugh. Sleeps like a baby. Sleeps like a baby. <laughs> uh, Phanonites. Believe in the rebirth of the Imperium under their own leadership. They have been excommunicate mm. as treacherous. Because they literally wanted to take over the Imperium. <laughs> Makes sense. Hey, Makes they sense. were number two. They just wanted to be number one. <laughs> oh, there's still a lot of them left. 
Are there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's what? keep going. No, then. there's not. Hmm. Polycycana. <laughs> Polycycana, believing in the ascension of humanity into a purely psychic race. I, was, I could see that. Through killing would, everybody. Yeah, I would assume that would mean purging the non-psychers, right? You could. One could say that. I, I don't know. It That would be an extremely <laughs> radical Inquisitor, right? Whereas a different one who's maybe not as radical is more like creating breeding programs. And mm. limiting other breeding. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so it's not necessarily purging in the... Just letting them die out. Exactly. Hmm. Just a Darwinism yeah. focus on it. It's like, well, if you can't go in there to get the food, maybe you should have been a psyker. <laughs> you know? Um, let's talk about the reconcrenation, re, reconcrenationism. Hmm. Nice. Believe in the Imperium, believe that the Imperium should be rebuilt, lest it stagnate further and collapse under the pressure of countless threats from both within and without. It's funny that this is radical. Like, to look at the Imperium and be like, no, this seems to be working. Yeah, no, the Ordo M- Necronus looks over the... No, that, <laughs> make, that makes sense. <laughs> well... Could you imagine what would happen if they tore down all the bureaucracy of the Imperium? Oh, he, it's That's not a the good like, like thing. Goleman came sure. back and he's like, yeah, yeah like, it, even it needs him, to be done, it. Yeah. but I can't do this. Exactly. Yeah. Even he, like, who is now the, the So these Inquisitors one. have more balls than Goleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because Goleman doesn't have any balls because he has no need for his sexual organs. Yeah, why? Uh, why? Like, it's technically not even a he. Jordan, do, do, do you think space marines have dicks? Space Marines have dicks. Primarchs have dicks. I, no, they're vat babies. Why? What do they need them for? Uh, if they're males. I'm pretty sure that uh, 40K <laughs> neither confirms nor denies this statement. But we're asking you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, what do you we think? need a definitive... When you imagine them I naked. I neither <laughs> confirm nor deny the I just want to know, statement. when you are thinking of Primarchs <laughs> in compromising scenarios with each other or other things... Including yourself. How do you imagine the lower half of their body? <laughs> how do you imagine it? Muscular. Just smooth like Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> no. Whoa, he's got something then. Uh, right now, well, what do you picture? I, I would think you'd like... I would think you'd need like some sort of testosterone to be. Uh, we can just inject a yeah. testosterone patch on. Like I suppose, but we don't know that there is no. a testosterone uh, intravenous testosterone being <laughs> uh, pumped they, into their yeah. bodies. They right? get so many combat drugs. Yeah, it's true. And stims. Yeah. Anyways, derailed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, revivic. Revivit. Revivicators. No. No vivificators. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, their goal is to study the transition of the soul to the warp at the moment of death. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that seems very similar to the other one. Except the Casafilians are attempting to bring souls back from the warp, whereas these ones, I believe, they're more just watching people die <laughs> yeah or killing them themselves like again okay wait. kill that guy and we'll try to claim his uh didn't work. Well, yeah, well exactly. once again i would assume that they have like some purpose behind this like they aren't just like hey let's see what happens well kill somebody. immortality maybe yeah immortality like if, if or you could capture the soul and put it into a robot body yeah. how do we deny power to chaos sure that's mm, right. another good one yeah, yeah. okay um <laughs> of course if anyone ever does way of kings um 
What's his name? Jack. No. Jill. Sargandians? I don't know. He's the crazy king who's super smart and super dumb at the same time. And he was killing everyone. Ah! Okay, let's go on. Farvlo man. Seculus Attenuous. Uh, they maintain that the ecclesiarchy is hampering and holding back mankind, and therefore they seek to reduce its power and influence where possible. Which interesting. It's like a, a which then, that's what the emperor actually wanted. He didn't want yeah. the ecclesiarchy. Oh uh, well, no, he it never existed or, with him. Or he did want the ecclesiarchy. Dun, dun, dun. Wink, wink. <laughs> he didn't want it. Wink. Yeah. Okay. Um, Xanthism. Advocates the use of warp-based weaponry such as demon-possessed swords, demon hosts, and generally turning the power of chaos against itself. I feel like this is Eric. Honestly, yeah. like he's, I agree he's with the that. Great Knight. Yeah, mm. like he he really likes hating demons, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and using them against himself. But we all know he's not strong enough to withstand their corruption. He's a ginger. He has no soul. He's good. Oh. Oh, interesting. He's a new blank. <laughs> that's why I'm always so uncomfortable around you. No, that would make me a pariah. Oh. It's it's the touching that makes you uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If you just stop that. Yeah, that's just my choice. Yeah. <laughs> I do it by choice. I choose to make him uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, and then the last one we have here is the Xenohybris. Believe that mankind must learn from both the achievements as well as the mistakes of Xenos. So you can definitely see why these are radical. Sure. Right? Like Saying definitely that Xenos did something good. Exactly. Like yeah. or that like we can learn from the Xenos. Yeah. Or that we can use chaos or yeah. that like that's <laughs> honestly very radical. Guys, ideas. frankly, the Harlequin's plays are way better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> they we'll just go music and we'll just them. go intern under them. They use like psycho grenades <laughs> and stims and yeah. Crazy drugs. Crazy drugs at Guys, the parties. Tell me you've been to a Harlequin <laughs> show. Shit's whack. It's lit. It's lit. Ugh. Super P- lit. Please no uh what 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 would that term be? A pop no, not a pop reference. Pop culture? No. no. What do you call one of those words that people use for a month and it's so fucking annoying, but everyone's like, lit, that's a cool word. Now I'm gonna say this photo's lit. What do you know. call that? A loser? A word? Slang? A word? It's not no, slang. No, like Lit? You know what I'm saying though? Like, lit's not going to be. No one's going to say lit in a couple months from now, dude. It's probably in the dictionary oh, yes. at this point with it, with that definition. Oh, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that it's one of those words that people are hopping on right now. What do you call that? I don't know. I, th- there a definitely fad. is a word. A fad? Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. That's the closest that we're gonna. I'm gonna get to it right now. So don't. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. This party was way too lit. Oh jeez, too lit. <laughs> That's okay. it. That's it. We're talking about inquisitorial punishment. And for you saying lit, <laughs> this is going to happen to you. Every every example. All right. So inquisitorial punishment um, is anything and everything that an inquisitor deems is necessary to stop you from doing what you're doing. Yeah. You steal an apple. You are now a heretic because you're stealing from the emperor himself. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. Bolter to the face. Absolutely. That's We're going to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. But uh, they can be like super extreme or super lenient, depending on the Inquisitor and depending on the offense. Um, like lots of time, I think if you upset the Inquisition, you're going to get turned into like a servitor, like a servo skull, or you're just going to get, you know. you re- They remove your like free will and they yeah. just turn you into a machine that's yeah, capable they, of doing something. Exactly. That's a pretty um, big punishment. It is, yeah. Um, I would not want to piss off an Inquisitor. I think that would happen the most because like let's like... It's just such if, an easy so, thing. Yeah, exactly. And now like, you're serving the Imperium. Yeah. 
Like if you just went into like an ancient Xenos temple by accident and, you know, you weren't like trying to do anything. You're just like an archaeologist or something, you know, just. Yeah. Maybe at this point, the Inquisitor is trying to save you. Yeah. Because their job is to protect the citizens. Yeah. You don't need to kill the guy because he didn't do anything that bad. You just need to lobotomize him. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. You just need to wipe his brain. (laughs) Right. Because some Psyker Inquisitors would do that. So it's literally anything and everything the Inquisitor deems. Uh, We have a good story actually about inquisitor punishments do we yes of course oh yeah from uh, the rpg yeah exactly yeah. so back when we played death one i think it was or was I, it astral wardens i don't know which one we're talking about i think oh. it oh that would have been death watch okay. yeah it was so really we were playing on, death yeah. watch and we were just a bunch of marines and um we had like a guy in our group who for some reason never understands consequences social cues <laughs> so we were like we're dealing with an inquisitor and me i'm maybe i was playing a little bit too like spineless but i was a little too <laughs> okay that was a reference of eric sucking a wiener for those who didn't get that who's okay. never experienced that sound <laughs> i heard so much <laughs> Oh. So you were doing that. You were gog- goggling, gurgling. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're, we're trying to, like, listen to the Inquisitor. And he told us, like, to do something. And we're like, yes, of course. Like, no problem. And no, we were listening to him because he threatened to kill us all because <laughs> we had seen something. Because yeah. you guys summoned a demon prince. That wasn't me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I just trying to save my life. <laughs> anyways. So, anyways, the Inquisitor tells us to do something. We all agree to it. And then we leave. And then the Inquisitor is in his room, and Paul, he's like, I'm going to go talk some sense into that Inquisitor. <laughs> so he goes to, like, the Inquisitor's private quarters, knocks on the door, Inquisitor opens it, and Paul's like, you listen here, bud. And the Inquisitor's <laughs> like, step into my room. And then it's like the next time we saw him, his entire jaw had been ripped, ripped off. off. <laughs> yeah. And his uh, voice was now run through like um like, like a voice modulator. Yeah. <laughs> like Oh my god. That gosh. could be silenced. Uh, yeah, at any time. Yeah. Oh man. So good. So that's the Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't uh and we were Space Marines. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the Inquisition's mm-hmm. debt. Yeah. And their bomb. But yeah. but yeah, like we we mentioned it before, like they can exterminate entire planets if they deem that's mm-hmm. necessary. Like, they can really punish you any way they mm-hmm. see fit. Um, can I mention one that I really like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's uh, the penitent engine where they oh, take yes. you. They basically, like, put a whole bunch of wires and tubes and stuff into you, and then they chemically make you feel as guilty and terrible as possible. <laughs> and then they put you inside the, this mech, basically, and then you, like, fight out of, like, this permanent feeling of guilt, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then you terrible. fight to, like, recompense for your sins. Which yeah. you never can because you're so no, guilty. No, no, yeah. like... Chemically induced guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Imperium. Yeah. Um, pun- another punishment could even be like, you are now part of my war band. Of course, yeah. yeah. Work off your debt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, penal legions. Penal legions, yeah. There's a wide variety. Anything and everything. Uh, yeah. with so- for something with absolute power, the only um, limitation to their punishments is their imagination. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever they Pretty want. Pretty much. Yeah. They can do. Okay, um, now that we've gone over that, let's go over Inquisitorial gear. Anything and everything. Anything and everything. Are you a radical or are you a Puritan? If you're a Puritan, probably you're using all stuff that uh, the Imperium has made. You're using, and blessed. And yeah. blessed, absolutely. Thrice. <laughs> Thrice blessed, dipped in the blood of the Sisters of Battle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, like there's plenty of examples of like uh, Inquisitors using like Xenos weaponry mm-hmm. or, you know, just doing... Or chaos weaponry. Chaos right? weaponry. Right, we, we listed yeah. a couple of those Ordos or, no, Radicals uh, sub-factions that yeah. use them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was the... Um, Xanthanism? Yeah, yeah, I think that one. Yeah. Um, but like they can also like pretty much call upon anyone in the Imperium. So they yeah. can call upon entire Imperial Guard regiments to fight mm-hmm. beside them. They can literally call upon anything. Yeah. The Astartes. Yeah. Yeah. And and once again, like they'll they'll technically ask, but there's the authority that comes if, with that yeah. ask. If the, like, yeah. yeah, and if the situation is important enough, like the Astartes like better listen. Yeah. yeah. Right, because if you're like, "Hey, I lost my puppy, and I need to requisition ten Astartes <laughs> to find it," <laughs> and the Astartes are going to say no, like you have no actual reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you better have a reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they can really get a hold of anything they want. Um, one one thing that is always a misconception about 40k that I find a lot of the time is uh, when people see Inquisitors in power armor, they assume that they are Space Marines. You can wear power armor and not be a space marine. You just don't have the black hair pass. Yes. Right? So and you just can't fully integrate the same way a space marine can. Yeah. yeah. But, but you can wear like power a armor. Power armor is literally just armor with a power pack. Exactly. And and that that's one thing that people never quite get for some reason. Or well, not everyone, but you know what I mean. I'm that sure seems, you've come across that. Of too. course. Yeah, like, yeah. Even for me, when I was like when I first was looking at inqui- Inquisitors and you see power armor, I was like, oh, like Space Marines are Inquisitors, but no, there aren't Space yeah. Marine Inquisitors. Um, you can, you've even seen, we've even seen uh, Inquisitors in Terminator armor, and that mm. one really gets people going. <laughs> so, oh, so good. Tactical like, Dreadnought armor. They can get anything they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's worth noting. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Words. Of course. Well, right now, okay. Mark has like a suit of like medieval armor, and I just want to tape like a battery to it and call it power armor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tape the battery to my sword, so it's a power power right, weapon, a car battery. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you you bolt the car battery into the back of your armor, and that's your power pack. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's not sealed, but you know. Can we do anything with my nipples in this situation? Probably, we could Perfect. probably cut some holes where Perfect. your nipples are. Perfect. Take some two little out. You want the clamps? <laughs> You're gonna get the clamps. <laughs> but yeah, so. That's really it's hot in this room, boys. <laughs> you already took off your sweater. You didn't take off the shirt. I, no, no, oh. I'm not, but I am sweating. <laughs> Gosh. But uh, yeah, like with Inquisitors, like and in the Inquisition in general, like you said, like your imagination is the limit. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you yeah. want, I'm sure you can find something in the Inquisition for. Um, yeah. So our uh, next point is uh, the Inquisition and the Mechanicum. Um, it's actually quite interesting. Uh, that the Inquisition, as we know, the Mechanicum is not technically a part of the Imperium. It mm-hmm. is, but it isn't. But the Mechanicum definitely follows their own goals that mm-hmm. can often be different than the, the, than the Imperium's goals. Yeah. So there have been many examples of the Inquisition like monitoring the Mechanicus and making sure that they are actually still um, like serving the greater Imperium. There's been examples of the Inquisition like... Um, when the Mechanicum find like STCs mm-hmm. and if they're corrupted, like the Inquisition might go in there and like there's actually been wars fought over like STCs. Of course, like, they're and so their corruption. valuable. And uh, like literally there's been like a 10,000 year secret war between these two factions um, because the other thing we know too, the the Imperium doesn't like advancing technology because everything's so religious based mm-hmm. and like it's so controlling and stuff mm-hmm. that 
um, the Inquisition will have like witch hunts for what they call tech heretics mm-hmm. or there's a something like that. Yeah. But they will literally like hunt down these like members of the Mechanicum who are going a little too far in one mm-hmm. direction of technological advancement or maybe somebody's working no on. No such thing. <laughs> or uh, somebody's working on like a new AI protocol or whatever. Yeah, that right? is definitely like the Inquisition yeah. is yeah. watching, and there have yeah. been many wars fought in secret. Um, mm. And it's kept a secret because like they don't want neither side wants an outright war, right? Yeah. No, that but would not be good. You can't afford it exactly. Mm-hmm. But there there are plenty of examples of this happening, mm-hmm. of the Inquisition and the Mechanicum fighting. Yeah. Oh, and worth mentioning. I don't know if we did, but like Inquisitors sweep anything under the rug that they want like 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 whatever happened they just like wiped out like an entire system they leave it's like oh yeah there's this crazy warp storm guys like like orcs orcs got to orcs darn tyranids yeah Yeah. so like anything that they do yeah they can sweep it under the rug yeah like lost history and stuff and so that's like some of the smaller ordos where they try and track the history and stuff like (laughs) yeah yeah everyone's actively shoveling that stuff under the carpet like yeah so yeah they don't want that huge war to get out. So yeah, it's just shoved swept under. under the rug. Yeah, exactly. Um, not yeah, not to say that when Inquisitors look at Mechanicum, they're like instantly coming to blows. Or yeah, anything. No, there's no, just no. been examples of it happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of that. Um, there was actually quite a few examples that my buddy gave me, and uh, some of the them Shadow were War is weird, man. It's very cool. It's weird. It, so I'm, I was reading it right now. Yeah. So it talks about um, uh, like the Inquisition will gather from the Mechanicum data tapestries. So exactly like how the Adept, uh, the Adeptus Astartes have to give a tithe yeah. of their gene seed, so do the Mechanicum have to give a tithe of data to the Imperium. Data. Data. Data, data or data? Doesn't matter. Carry on. Sorry, okay. Eric. Either works. Uh, so they, they have to give a tithe. Yeah. But the Mechanicus doesn't, doesn't want to give this up. So they write in self-deletion protocol, like hmm. programs, into the data that, yeah, yeah. that they hand over. And then... Um, the Imperium, the the Inquisitor, Inquisition, they take this stuff, they activate it. All of a sudden, now these programs are deleting like this data, and the Inquisition that like they knew they did it, they're like, oh shoot, like this is our fault for like accepting this and like starting this program. Hmm. And now they're like, well, we need to write programs that are going to fight this deleting programs, <laughs> and like that's part of the Shadow War is yeah. like a like a virtual war, yeah, where they're just trying to outright each other's programs. The Inquisition is trying to get the data. The Mechanicus 40K is, hacker battles, honestly, and, <laughs> hacker man, yeah, hacker man. and but, then the Mechanicus is just trying to withhold onto that yeah. knowledge and yeah, not give any of it away. Yeah, because Mechanicum hates sharing any. No, of, their of course, knowledge, knowledge is power. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. And all knowledge is sacred to them, too. So no one else deserves to have it. And that's another aspect of their shadow war. Because it's not technically a real war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Kind of. But Mm -hmm. you're active within it, but it doesn't have the same consequences. But it does say here that it's wrecked planets. (laughs) And if you think about it, a lot of planets are automated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if all of a sudden, like, the codes you're writing... Like, you start deleting this, and then you start fighting this one, and all of a sudden now the entire planet's, like, AI systems, or not AI, but its functioning systems have been wrecked. Like, now this planet's done. It's it's machine spirit. Right, exactly. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Like, you just write it into the ground, so. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. I had never heard about the Shadow War. Uh, Honestly, I haven't either until today, so. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I, I think that's really a pretty good general understanding of the Inquisition, what they're capable of and what they believe and other notes and 
words. Oh yeah, so. it, it's a lot. This is also an extremely, extremely basic understanding. Oh, you can Super. dive into any of this stuff so because far. Because they're so individual. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you can talk about Adeptus Astartes and cover a good understanding of what every chapter is going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Whereas this, every Inquisitor is completely different from the yeah. next. Yeah. So. Hopefully you have a small understanding yeah. of where the Inquisition came from, how they function, and yeah. the different philosophies that they adhere to. Yeah, I'm excited for the next episode where we do the founding of the Ordo Malleus. Well, not oh. really, but yes. the Grey Knights and yes. like get into mm-hmm. them and actually cover like a full Space Marine chapter. Excellent. Um, yeah, it should be good. Um, let's get to some listener questions. So, um, Drew asks... Would you be an Inquisitor if someone forced you to live in the 40k universe? And which Ordo would you go for? Also, what do you guys think of the black ships, both in universe versus as a reflection on the historical slave trade? So, first question, would you be an Inquisitor if someone forced you to live in the 40k? Yeah, honestly. So, is this a question, I can choose anything, including an Inquisitor? Or is this, you can live in the 40k universe and be You'd have an to be an Inquisitor. And I have to, then yes, obviously. Like yeah. that would be pretty wild. Like, like yeah. or you live currently. Yeah. You, you neither choose to live if as I a hate regular. My job. I'd do anything else. <laughs> Jordan, would you become an inquisitor? He's thinking. He's still thinking about so primark genitals. Thought. Yeah, exactly. It never still, stops. <laughs> still working that out. Um, I don't know if I understand the question. Would you be in, if someone forced you to live in the 40? So because nobody it, wants to live in 40k. No, it's such no, no, a nat. You I have to. Think, be, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any way I would want to live. No, not <laughs> even as the emperor would I want to live. In <laughs> well, the I mean, 40K. he's pretty much dead. So yeah. that banging the farm's wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Eric. Uh, oh, totally. Come oh, on. yeah. You said yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Ordos would you join? And let's not get into um pure, <laughs> let's not get into the um philosophies. Yeah. Let's just do the ordos. So what task would you like to deal with? Um me, I would probably do like the Ordo Astartes. I find that very interesting. You just want to hang out with Space Marines? Yeah, and like just I don't know, it's interesting. Okay. I wouldn't want to do a combat role. It's yeah. Kind of what I'm getting well, you at. die immediately. Like, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I think it'd be either uh, Ordo Astartes, just because, yeah, it'd be cool. But the other one maybe be just uh, the Redactus, just like burying the the history. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> just like the espionage aspect. I think yeah, that'd no, be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So now, don't make fun of me, Mark. Yeah. First choice. Ordomalius, because I'm a badass. Ordomalius, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yes. It's my favorite yeah, of sure, all of sure. it. Um, but also Ordochronos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about that, but I don't know what happened. So to I me. don't know, <laughs> but I don't know if I would be part of the people that disappeared or if I'm part of like the new Ordo Kronos that's trying to find out what happened to the old <laughs> yeah. Ordo Kronos. But really, it's a time loop. Exactly. And you I'm are the, the same guy. Yeah. Oh my and God. soon I'm going to disappear <gasps> and go back in time and then I'm going to find myself. It's yeah. going to be messed up. <laughs> Jordan? Ordo Barbarous. Which one was that one? <laughs> Monitoring pre-industrial worlds. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's Super floating in the satellite over the top of your world. <laughs> For 10 yeah. years at a time. George's like, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, what do you guys think of the black ships, both in-universe and as some reflection on the historical slave trade? Okay, so let's just not do that because, first of all, black ships have no reference to slave trade at all. When you Google black ships, it has to do with, like, American ships going to Japan in, like, the 17th century. Like, 
Unless we're talking about the skin color black, black ships, but we're not. Like, it's a stupid question. Let's not. Tell us how you really <laughs> feel, Mark. No, it's just like, what, what, what does he want us to say about that one? I don't quite understand. Do you, Maybe do you, I'm overreacting. No, Sorry, Drew. He wants to like, say, do you, do you think there's a connection? Yeah. Sure. Is there a connection? Like, so, anytime is there slavery, is there a connection to slavery? Sure. Well, I mean, like, techni- technically, even they're not slaves. Yeah. yeah, but all I'm saying is it's a question that ha- actually, like, has no bearing in... Yeah. Like okay, so, so here's what I would say, actually. Sure. Half, half answering it. this question. Okay. So when it comes to the black, black ships, I always, like, I feel like I would want to be a psyker if I was in 40k. Uh-huh. I just tend to like the mage stuff in any fantasy thing. But I wouldn't want to just be, like, sacrificed, basically. And chances <laughs> are good you would be. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, Eisenhorn, I'm pretty sure, was on a black ship. Okay. When I was, like, reading the beginning of Xenos, like, I'm pretty sure that was in there. So, like there's the potential that you don't end up a sacrifice. And in that case, it'd be cool to be one of those guys, but for the most part, it would suck because you just get ripped away from your family and friends and get sacrificed. To die. To feed the battery emperor. That happens with the Imperial Guard as well. We don't relate that to slavery. I also don't want to be a part of the Imperial Guard. (laughs) The black ships, it's more like black is always associated with the color like death and like doom and destruction. So it's like when the black ships come to take you away. Exactly. I, I don't, nothing I do to not do see the it, reflection. Yeah, it's like yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, like the Black Pearl. It, it's the name that's meant to like it's inspire dread. fear yeah. as opposed okay. to... <laughs> we did it, boys. <laughs> and what, what were you referring to with the slave trade? Like the Atlantic slave trade? I, have, I don't know. Because the, sla- sla- the slave trade has been around for all of human history with yeah. the exception of the last five minutes of human history. But so. even though there still is a huge slave trade. Yeah, right actually, now, yeah. So I redact that statement. Like, there's still open slave markets in Libya as we speak. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anywho. Lorehammer. <laughs> Hot takes. Politics. Doing the real work. Anyways, uh, Raymond asks... What exactly is the relationship between the Death Watch and Inquisition? Who's in charge? All right, screw you, Raymond. First of all, (laughs) I'm a ridiculous human. So (laughs) the Death Watch is a military branch of the Inquisition um, who I don't believe reports to anyone. Like the Death Watch will determine their own course of action, but the Inquisition works very closely with them. Yeah. And anyone from the Ordo Xenos kind of has like an in where it's like if they do need Space Marines to help them, they can go to the Death Watch and be like, hey, I need your help with this. And here's almost how I feel. It's a thing of trust as well. Yeah. Like if an Ordo Xenos contacts the the Death Watch and is like, look, like here's the situation I need you right away. They believe that person way more than if someone from the Ordo Scriptorum or yeah. to be like, oh my gosh, look at all the Xenos out here. Yeah. The Ordo, the Death Watch would be like, like you're not part of the Ordo Xenos. Like, mm-hmm. We don't have contact. I don't believe what yeah. you're saying. So there's no one in charge at the top. It's all just mutual understanding. Yeah, very much similar mm-hmm. to the Space Marine Astartes. Yeah. Exactly. Inquisition yes. I feel I feel like a bit closer of a relationship. Yes, yes, but, absolutely. But definitely yeah. the same vein. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to go with any of the Ordo Malleus, the Grey Knights, yeah. and then the Sisters of Battle, Battle yeah. and the Ordo Hereticus. Yeah. But if someone put a wiener to my head and I had to, <laughs> and I had to pick who was on top. Yeah. Who's on top? The Inquisition. 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 Yeah. Always. Yeah, because they answer to no one. Oh, I forget what... There's, there's a specific term for like those three like battle groups in reference to the like Ordo that they're related to. But like, I don't know what what you're fishing for here. I will. I'll get the name and then. All right. Yeah. James um, says discussing Inquisition in the current updated lore would be cool. Is there any mention of them somewhere? I did a quick little search and I didn't really find anything. 
Um, I don't think it would have changed much. No, like, as we even said in the Semper Over, Boot Gilliman himself didn't really change the way the... the Imperium functions. Imperium is functioning, so I think it's a very similar role. I know a lot... There is one story of uh, the High Lords of Terra, like, talking to each other, and they're like, what do we think about Gilliman? Like, we should overthrow him. Like, we can't let him, like, take back what we have. Like, him and his... Friends betrayed, like they just yeah, go on. This well, the huge, reality is, yeah. is that the Space Marines were just an army, yeah, and they w- were not in charge of the administration of the Imperium at all, which is one of their points of contention. Yeah. So, having said that, like there might be a new brand of radical Inquisitors out there who are like enough with Space Marines, like, exactly. Like they know, do not deserve, or or they are not worthy of ruling. of ruling. They are just warriors, exactly. Okay. So I got the thing, and it's called Chamber Militant. And so, although an Inquisitor can employ the services of any branch of the Imperial Service, including the military, each major Ordo also maintains a dedicated Chamber Militant, representing, like, the most dedicated experience and effective forces that the Ordo can call on. So the Ordo Malleus has the Grey Knights, Ordo Hereticus has the Sisters of Battle, and Xenos has Death Watch. And it's like, they are there on call for them, yeah. and they are the most trained in that specific facet of, of course. fighting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the Death Watch also doesn't need the Order no, 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 of Xenos' no. permission to go kill some Xenos. Yeah, no, no, no. Same, same with the Grey Knights or the Sisters. Yeah. Exactly. The Grey Knights, in fact, if anything, are way more autonomous because, like, and we'll go, you know, we'll go into that on, the, on their <laughs> on their episode. Yeah. I love the Grey Knights. Yeah, yeah you ah. do. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's, um, let's keep going. Uh, James says, do you think those within the Inquisition prefer pancakes or waffles? Crepes. Depends on whether you're a Puritan. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, what does a Puritan like? Uh, pancakes. Pancakes. Yeah. It's uh, not waffles even debatable. are exotic. And- waffles are exotic and okay. they're newer. Mm, that's true. Right? That, it takes a radical to accept a waffle iron. Fuck. <laughs> Whereas a pancake, easy, very, very pure. There we go. Some would say. Very traditional. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Tim asks, what do you guys think about the whole Emperor Starchild story and the Inquisition's involvement? So this is referencing the Sensei. Yeah, I think so. And I, that's what I took it as. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and the Sensei are the sons of the Emperor yeah. that he fathered over millennia. And the uh, branch of an Inquisition was apparently uh, trying to gather all the Sensei so they could kill them and use their energy oh, slash power yeah. in order to raise the Emperor back from the dead. It was bullshit. It's bullshit. It's yeah, bullshit. I, I personally don't like that lore either. Yeah. No, I don't. I think it's dumb, the Do fact like that it? he had fathered children. Yeah. Like, what What I kind mean, of woman would survive that? Well, to me, that's just, like, referencing, like, the Greek gods type of stuff. Like, Zeus was all up in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. True. There's there's some weird family lines. <laughs> yeah. It It's interesting. Uh, it's cool theory, but, like, yeah. it's not mm. for me. I don't, I don't really like it. But, like, it... It's one of those things where, like, some things aren't for me and some things I hate. Like, this just isn't for me. Primaris, I hate. You know, like, <laughs> there's, there's distinct, distinctions. Yeah. I, I do like the... What I do like is that someone is actively has a theory on how to bring the Emperor back from the dead yeah. and is working on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like, it well, has cool bunch, aspects. Really? Well, this is, like, the biggest one. Okay. Well, there's a few Ordos that were, like... No, those are... Okay, so you're talking They're about the Casophilus. Like yeah, but the, these guys believe that, like, we just have to find enough sensei, and that's okay. it. Whereas the Ordo, the Casophilus is like, we'll, at some point, we'll learn how to do mm-hmm. it. Whereas these guys are like, no, we already know how to do it. This is okay. how. Hmm. All right. 
Um, Graham asks, does anybody expect the Inquisition? Well, I didn't expect that question. <laughs> but at the beginning of the episode, Eric did say that mm. Warhammer is oh. the only one to expect the Inquisition. Do you know why? <laughs> it's because we're super heretical. <laughs> it was only a matter of time until the Inquisition showed up here. Yes. That's all. <laughs> so uh, the next question we have from Rickard is how widespread are the rumors of the Inquisition? Does every Imperial citizen know about them and fear them? Or is it only the upper echelons that really know about them? So we totally, we totally covered this in our first um, very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark, just a quick recap. I was right. So, <laughs> Mark believes that um, <laughs> it is actually a very secret society and that not every citizen knows about it. Yeah. And I take it more of a myth, legend standpoint. That but we did knows say, like, the upper echelons, it's, like, guaranteed that they know. Yeah. And then the people, it, it's kind of like, like, if they're in contact with the Imperium, I feel like they have to. You don't have to, though. If you're paying your tithes, like, you, you yeah. have enough communication to know that the inquisition is there yeah i, I would agree with like that. The, their big brother but watching if, your back if the, if the if the theory is that you don't have to know about them then i don't think there's ever or like there's no have to know about them mm. like which one of these ordos is responsible for watching tithe gatherings i didn't see one ordo tithothus Right, but that's Close all I'm saying. Is like I did not see one that's yeah. specifically responsible for planetary uh, like leaders or watching that kind of corruption. So wasn't there one? That's wasn't there one? The Ordo Hereticus? No. Oh well, that would be the closest one. I thought there was one that was like in charge of planetary things. Well, uh, there's the, the mapping star, stars and and then there's the Barbarus, which monitors pre-industrial worlds. Yeah, that's just like keeping an eye on them. Yeah, make sure exactly. they don't develop nukes and shoot. No, them. I don't. I don't remember any of them that specifically are like oversee, um, yeah, like planets, right, on an individual level. Yeah, so, no. Like the reality is, like I. There's no guarantee. If you're saying that not everyone knows about it, then there's no guarantee that everyone knows about yeah, it. So yeah. how much of the population knows about the emperor? Because if the Inquisition... He's a god. If the Inquisition is number two... He's a religion. Then like but, it, he's, it, but it's a secret police. Secret air Right, but that's, but that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Is like, if you say yeah. that and there's... That, and, and like Mark said, like GW has like different definitions for secret. Of course, like, yeah. everybody so knows there's all these secret things. So I don't <laughs> think you, I don't think you could confidently say that. Okay, the worker doesn't know about them, but you know the planetary leaders do. Yeah, yeah no, that's fine. Okay. Um, um, does every blah blah blah? Okay, we already answered all that crap. Yeah. Matt asks, "What do rogue traders think of the Inquisition, and vice versa?" That's a cool question. Uh, we all know how scared the vast majority of the Imperium are of them, but what about Scions, Navigators, Assassins, etc.? I think that a lot of, like, especially Ordo Xenos tend to work with Rogue Traders, don't they? The Rogue Traders definitely have a lot of Xenos contact, Yeah, so yeah. that definitely makes sense. So, yeah. the the interesting thing about Rogue Traders is they can get away with a lot, too, though. They have a lot of leeway. Like, they can go hang out with Xenos, yeah. and if an Ordo Xenos Inquisitor came up to him, he's like, whips out his, uh, I forget what they call it, ter- uh, torrent of trade torrent of trade hmm. i don't know what it's it is an official document yeah. that allows them to do this yeah but here's the thing if an inquis like even though he whips that out it is not 100 percent protection. Uh, no i think it is those documents were literally signed by the emperor himself who is the only person that the inquisitors next answers to so I, interesting so i i think the like Hold on, how's it, that signed by the Emperor himself? Because they're passed on from yeah, family, from family to family. They've oh, been around forever. Yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah. So, like, 
if you show anyone that piece of paper signed by the emperor himself, you go blind. You go blind. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, yeah. How do you argue with yeah, that? Totally. Right? That's um, crazy. But having said that, like, if they're doing something super crazy, like if they're dealing with a chaos corrupt Xenos race that is summoning demons, you know, yeah, they, yeah. there are limits. Yeah. Like, I think in that torrent of trade or whatever they call it there must be clauses yeah. in it like okay so here's here's what it is so it's called a warrant of trade oh and uh Oops. so it's <laughs> torrent says, warrant yeah <laughs> this allows them to interact with cultures which for which contact is normally forbidden um be they non-imperial worlds or xenos controlled planets but um they are allowed they are granted permission and freedom to deal with these cultures as they see fit so long as it is in the interests of the imperium yeah so that's where the inquisitor gets to step in yeah like i said like if they're dealing with some crazy demon summoning guys like sure but i okay, think if they're it, just going about their- it even says in the next line yeah. one can assume that a renegade uh rogue trader guilty of heresy or treason will be severely prosecuted by the inquisition yeah, yeah. nobody like, is above the law yeah no except well, for an exactly except for an like, inquisitor but if you're still but f- even yeah. then there's checks and balances. of course yeah. Yeah. i was just kidding yeah, yeah. Um, um and then for the end of it i'd say like if they know about the inquisition yeah they they respect and fear that power yeah like yeah what do we got next um me and matt had an interesting phone call conversation this morning okay i I had a crazy fever dream last night. I get these all the time where I had crazy lore pop in my head. I had to tell somebody. So I'm lying in my bed next to my wife and I wake up in a fevered sweat and I quickly run out to my garage and make a phone call to Matt. I'm not even wearing my shirt, not wearing any pants. So it was was fun. We had a good conversation. It was a good time. But you're talking about Tao. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> and he tolerated it. So of it course good, he did. And, 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 hey, we all tolerate you, Mark. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, so do I uh, take off my shirt or what's the deal? <laughs> Were you FaceTiming him? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we tried audio a couple, because he lives in UK. Yeah. And I tried audio calling him, but it was just not going through. So we had to just That's FaceTime, funny. Just <laughs> not wearing a shirt, two in the morning. <laughs> but we got like bed head, like yeah, oh, a yeah, wild yeah, look yeah, in like, your eyes. Yeah. The, the sweat Matt, part. <laughs> Matt, I have the answer. <laughs> The solution to all our problems. Oh, man. It's good. Uh, okay. Vincent asks, oh, if you could talk about Eisenhorn, that would be awesome. All right. So Eisenhorn was an inquisitor. I uh, hear he is awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, an interesting thing to note about Eisenhorn is that twice he has been declared excommunicated traitor. Spoilers. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, I kind of do, but like I'm still reading the book. Okay, so I won't go on. I'm just going to plug my ears. Go. All right. So that's probably the coolest and most notable thing about Eisenhorn. Another thing is that he's a member of the Ordo Xenos, but seems to only hunt heretics. Yeah, and but, he has a demon host. Yeah, so who knows? <laughs> he was a Puritan at some point in the very beginning of his life, and now he is one of the most extreme radicals that ever existed. Yeah. To be honest, I've never read the books, so I don't really Never know. read the books, but I have read a lot on him, yeah. and he is... <laughs> one of the reasons why he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons. The one of the reasons why he's so cool is just because there's a lot written about him. Yeah, yeah, right. Because anyone they write a lot about is just going to be badass. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's for it's GW. Yeah. Anyways, but he he is really cool. Um, why, at some point, we need to do an episode on him. Yeah. Specifically. So, Vincent, why don't you message us and tell us what you think about him? Yeah. Like, what's your what's your favorite thing about? Yeah. Because I think that's going to be more interesting to hear what you think than hear what I think about something I know nothing about. <laughs> uh, and then very last but not least, we have our friend Paul, and he asked, 
Can we discuss that most infamous Inquisitor who ripped that happy guy's jaw off? <laughs> well, here's to you, Paul. We already did it. Jaws off to you, Paul. <laughs> Jaws off to you. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, that concludes our episode on the beginning of the Inquisition. Yeah. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, obviously, as always. Um, go ahead, send us a message if you have any questions about what we already asked, if we clearly said something extremely wrong and we just you have to be corrected. <laughs> well, no, I know it's me, but it doesn't matter. Um, if we said something wrong that we need to correct, let us know. You shoot us an email, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Uh, just search Lorehammer. Uh, we're on Twitter, Lorehammer40K. We've got a Redbubble um, merchandise line. You can just buy crap with our logo on it, and we get a cut of it. We've got a Patreon. You can find all of our cool stuff. What you should do is you should go to our Facebook page because you'll find all that information there. Yeah, and we mm. post stuff there too sometimes yeah, that apparently people enjoy. Mm. It's weird, but okay. it is a little odd. Like yeah. These people should get a freaking life. And, and, and they talk to you, as, as Mark just said. He'll call you at <laughs> two in the morning in his underwear every person, to tell you about some fever dream about Tau Lore. So. Every, every person deserves a personal phone call from the Lorehammer team. Just kidding. We don't do that. I do that. You I, do that. I'll do that. Mark's got a list that he's checking. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think we're done on this one. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Thanks, Micah. Mm. Yeah, thanks no. for joining us, Micah. Always you a pleasure are to have you. You 15th choice, but uh, I think you did yeah, all right. We made it work. Thank you. You made it work. I get invited to the Facebook chat, and then it's like, hey, can you do this? No, I can't. Oh, I guess you can. <laughs> yeah, oh, you so can you know it. it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Peace out. See you. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.